everyone, Dave and Jeff, another podcast, second one of the week after we were a complete disaster <laughs> on the Academy Awards last night. Why do you say that? I was I fucking called Shape of Water. I called Francis McDermott. And I called didn't Gary Oldman win? Yeah, you did. Okay, you, you that's got a, three. the only three. I didn't I didn't do fucking lighting. Okay, I got you dick? I got I was three for three. God, sucker. I got Why do you one. keep saying I suck? <laughs> Hi, Stevie Woods. Hey. Well, I was gonna introduce Stevie Woods, but all right, you're right, you got seventy five. I got twenty five percent. What was the one I got? I, Allison Janney. Yeah. God, she was great. Wasn't Isn't she? Isn't she great? Oh, she, she was, was fantastic. Yeah, Dave writes all day on Twitter how awful we did. And then I go look it up. I'm like, I called Francis Mc. Not only did I call Francis McDermott. Went with all the favorites. I called Francis McDermott and I called that she would be a pain in the ass. And she yeah, was. You, yeah. 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 I should get two fucking points for that. <laughs> uh, I, he didn't uh, see one movie, but he sat there and he nailed him. No, yeah. A Shape of Water, everybody. You know wh- why I voted for A Shape of Water, Dave, of all things? you Howard Stern, who Dave and I listened to, loved it. He loved it. He said that was a great movie. And then uh, Gary Oldman, I had just heard good things about. But that's it. Yeah, stop saying no. Dude, seven fi- if I hit 750, 750 in the big, is, Stevie. Yeah, and he didn't see one movie. Pretty he hit 750. Yeah, pretty guy solid. keeps writing. I hit 250. I'm like, yeah. yeah, I'll take that too. I won't take These that. days. That's I'll terrible. take 250 250 these days. gets in. 100%. The big. <laughs> Absolutely. Gets in the bigs. Uh, Steve Woods is here. Welcome back, Steve. Happy to have hey, you. Good to man. see you, my man. Good to see you, boys. And what a perfect day to have you here as a former intercom employee mm-hmm. as after a long <laughs> delay... And more of a delay. Yeah. Today, we kind of had the soft launch of the machine, 97.3. Kevin Klein will be here the morning show in a couple of weeks. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what that's all about. You know, it's, it's funny. I'd never, uh, I had literally never heard of that guy. Nope. And, and his following in the Bay Area, see, I mean, people were like, oh my God, you're coming back. I mean, it's crazy. I was yeah. like, okay, I'll give this guy a shot. I, I did a little looking around. Yeah. I, I didn't hear anything. I mean... What he's most known for, he was on TMZ. He put a T in a girl's butthole and hit a golf shot out of it. And that's a true story. He put a T in her butthole and hit a ball off of a T that's in her butthole. So I expect that to go really well (laughs) in this current climate that we're in. Also in San Diego. Um, Look, and look, like. You have a former disgruntled intercom employee on. It's a smart yes. move yes. on great. both of your yeah. parts. <laughs> it's great. What I said last night, Steve, is we need to figure out who the next generation of morning radio is in San Diego. And I said, I think for all of us as radio fans, you have to give shows a couple of weeks. you got to let guys kind of find their ground. You know the stupid LaJala jokes are coming early. Yeah. But give them a couple of weeks and see, because Bob Buckman's 90, Coe's 90, yeah. Rickards and Chains are 80, Dave Mason's 103. There's nobody really right now that you look at where you go, hey, this guy could be it. So that was just my view last night. No, I heard it, and I, I couldn't have agreed more. I appreciate the compliment you know you gave me, too. And it's like, man, I was on two shows that really should have still been around. Yeah. Um. You know, shit happens. It doesn't work out. Guys, guys go off the deep end, yeah. and shit happens. And and I I hate to sit around and be like, oh man, I've just been so unlucky. But at the end of the day, when I think about it, I'm like, no, nah, I've been pretty fucking unlucky <laughs> yeah. because both times uh, when my host in one case and my co-host, you know, were let go, I was asked to stay. You know, one yeah. time I stayed, the next time I didn't. And uh, so look, I. 
these guys, the, the bummer for me is, and listen, this is from a guy that's, I'm an out-of-towner, but I've been here eight years, and I've had chances to go other places to do work, and I don't want to. This is where yeah. I want to uh, die, Correct. you know? Yeah. And, and uh, the hard part is is that they keep bringing people in from out of town, and that that's the hard part, yeah. you know, of like, oh, great, where's this, where's this Yahoo from? You know, the Bay Area or, or, you know, anywhere else, and it's just like, man, there's a lot of people in this town. I'm looking at two of them right now that are fucking great and, uh, and belong. You know, and that's the hard part for me. And, and really the three of us. Oh, yeah. You know, it's hard to not be bitter. Um, I think I am bitter in a lot of <laughs> cases. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm human. You know, I'm yeah. human. And, and to listen to shit like I listened to well. today and, uh, you know, be on the beach, it's tough. Stuff. I agree with that. You know, it's funny is I've been in San Diego since 1989, and I would turn to Jeff a lot. And Jeff and I started working together in '98. Yeah, and I would say, "Man, I've been here almost 10 years. Yeah, and, and I feel like I don't belong. And I feel like it takes a lot to understand how people from San Diego think. Yeah, and I, sometimes I think like I'm, I, I'm an outsider. Like I just don't have that comfort zone. You said you've only been here eight years. Yet yeah, they accepted you. The fact that I feel that I, I feel like I feel yeah. accepted here, man. Yeah, I, and and I I think like. I think uh, that people know that this isn't just some stop for me, yep. you know, on my way to the next big thing, you know, oh, really trying to get to L.A. That's one point, you know, I want to make, too. We all saw the debacle last week of of the Jim Rome situation, the yep. Mighty 1090. And, you know, you're watching these people and, you know, these fucking people haven't listened to Rome in years. No. Because why? Because yeah. Rome's fucking terrible it's now. Shit. He's garbage. It's like. I want to listen to a fucking smack off. Okay, here. This guy's got his pen and paper. Hey, Rome, remember yeah. when the blah, blah. And he's reading it off a piece of paper. It's the same shit he's been doing for 20 years. Look, would I, I would suck a dick to have his career. <laughs> I would, I would fucking, both knees, both hands, suck a dick in an alley. Steve West? Absolutely, dude. It'd be my pleasure. <laughs> That's great, Woodsy. Keep doing it just like that. No, man, but like to have that career, and I'm watching all these people in San Diego like, I'm never listening to that station. I'm like, dude, so you get mad at the Chargers for leaving to LA, yeah. but you don't get mad at Jim. Jim Rome did, he fucking left yeah. here years ago. For yeah. green, the only time you see Jim Rome is at Del Mar fucking jerking other yeah. guys off. Like, it's crazy. Dude, I was doing internships when Rome was at 690. Yeah. And when he left the building, he told everyone, lose my number. Yeah, I'm out. You were lucky to once have known me. A hundred That's the line he used on everybody. And that's, that is Jim Rome in a nutshell. Now, I couldn't, hold, I, I couldn't hold that guy's fucking BMW keys. That being said, you know, listen, there are guys that are going to stay in town and want to stay in town. And, you know, for the, the fake outrage about Jim Rome... I was like, dude, everyone's swinging from this guy's nuts now, and he did the exact same shit that the Chargers did. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Like, well, Levitard, I'm not a big, like, our boy Gennaro's been pushing me on Levitard for a while, and I've listened to it a couple times. I'm like, okay, you know, one, the thing that I can't get past with that show, one of those guys sounds like Artie from the Stern show. Yeah. Who sounds just like yeah. him. And I'm like, this guy's doing Artie. So I can't get that out of my head when I'm listening, but... Dude, Levitard's got this massive platform. He has great guests. It's a fun show. I'm like, it be whatever it is, it beats the shit out of Rome. Sorry, so I'll give that one a shot. Yeah, but again, it's another Miami guy coming to Tanani. When you that, talk about again, that let's go back to what I said about, me. But going back to what I said about San Diego. I feel like Jeff's a, a San Diego guy. Yeah. For me, it took me a while to say, okay, I figure out how San Diego's thinking. It took me a long time to figure out how to think. I kind of bounce things off of Jeff all the time. Whereas you look at 
both stations right now, I mean, in sports stations, yeah. you're looking at out of town or out of town or out of towner. Yeah. How many guys are actually from San Diego and care about San Diego? Costa. It, Costa. Mike's the one guy. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, you know, I think. And Elston. I think. <laughs> I think for me, like in my career, it was really important to me that where I was, when I landed here. Mm-hmm. And landed a gig on the radio for me, and this is all. This all ties in because I hear a lot of people, and this is you know I love you guys for this, and I told you this on the phone. One thing I hate about the old terrestrial radio guys um, that bag radio, you know, like listen, there's a lot of guys in this town that really should be working at a fucking car wash, but they're lucky that they had a career in radio. And don't piss on it on your way out the door. Yeah. And and that has always bugged me. There was a guy, he's not here anymore. His name's Madison Keith. He worked at yeah, K- I know KPRI. Him well. Keith yeah. Miller. So <laughs> Madison gets canned or whatever and then fucking moves to Jamaica or something and opens a radio station and just pisses all over terrestrial radio on his way out the door. And it's like, bro, it gave you a life. Yeah. You know, for me, I it, I met my wife. I have a family now, thanks to terrestrial radio. I got to move to paradise. And I think People can see that, you know, in my career, at least they're like, oh, this fucking guy is embracing it. He wants to be here. He tries to do shit for the community. He's a part of the community. Thing I fear, you know, with with people coming in from out of town is that they won't do that, you know, and I I think, you know, there's a new morning show that replaced me. I haven't seen those fucking people in the community at all. I haven't heard them trying to ingratiate themselves to San Diego. I mean, Break your fucking back doing it. Yeah. You know, that's what you have to do. And that's what I did. Yeah. Well, and I, and I always will. Okay. We've already covered the Woods career because this is why you're here tonight. <laughs> well, we've covered it. It's, all, it's over. We're I here. Mean, what the fuck? It's over. No, it's not. We're here for an hour and a half. You okay? Breathe. I'm good. Okay. Fuck, I took a greenie on the way up here. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Okay. Here, here's why you're here. You're here because today, after months of hype they launched the Cilio show yeah we i think we all three agree we we kind of followed the whole social media thing oh, and, yeah. and the whole deal we all had some fun with that but but we watched today or we listened today to a guy and let me let me preface it this way this is a guy who said on the air he's been in radio for 23 years correct he is the first local show of day one on the relaunch of a station. Right. The Machine, 97.3. In my opinion, I have never heard a guy do less preparation yep. for a show. I've never heard a guy who should be more embarrassed tonight yep. by his lack of effort to be compelling, to be entertaining, to show the management at Intercom that they made the right move. I if, mean, if I'm Mike Lickenhouse tonight, Steve and Dave, I'm fucking laughing my ass off no at question. Bob Bollinger, at Kevin Callahan, at Mike D. I'm like, you fucking dickheads. Yep. Fucked up. Yeah. You thought you had something, and he came in and asked some fucking guy who nobody in this town knows yep. What'd you think of the Oscars? Like, they're two fucking jerk-offs on a bus. <laughs> Pathetic. I got to tell you, man. What I, a dick. It, I, look, and I, I had a conversation with my wife before I came here. And yeah. I, I told her what the, the subject matter was going to yeah. be. And she looks at me with that look that she always gives me, like, God damn it, here he goes again. And I, I go, look. I go, listen, I take this as a personal affront yeah. to me. 
I've been off the air in my own day part, having my own show for 14 months Ooh, now. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, when I get back on the air, and you know what's happening mm-hmm. possibly, and you know yep. what's happening possibly, I'm going to blow some fucking minds here in the next couple of weeks, hopefully, with a, yeah. with a big announcement. That being said, you can bet your fucking ass I'll no be doubt. prepared. No and, doubt. And, and my partner will be fucking prepared because that today that I listened to, look, take me a disgruntled fucking bitter employee I out of it. I wanted him to be good. How about a fucking guy that respects his craft and yes. loves the medium? To listen to that today was a joke. It was a joke. I was blown away. When you crack the mic and you go, hey, I got no idea what we're doing here. Yeah. And you, and he, every fucking break was, hey, I don't even know where this is going. Well, it's your fucking show. You've had yeah. two months. What are you What have you been doing? What'd you do last night? What'd you do, what'd you do last night? <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck was that? I heard, and I listened. I listened to the first 50 minutes. I went to the gym. I listened the whole way to the gym. Oh. And I listened after. And every break was worse than the world, the one before. I mean, and every time he cracked the mic, he said, hey, it's your boy, Big Seals. I'm like, you're nobody's <laughs> fucking boy. I don't think your mom calls you her boy, okay? Like, she's probably fucking embarrassed. But I was, uh, I-, I thought it was, I thought it was absurd. How you much had- did you hear, Dave? Okay, I heard the first hour. And, and, yeah, so and, we and, were right on yeah, the same. I heard the first hour. I mean, right away I was with it. And I was like, and I agree with Jeff. I was actually rooting for him. And yeah, I heard I was- you got. You guys are like, oh, we- here's the problem I have with him. Listen, I've never met the dude personally. Here's my problem with him. Aaron Andrews, bake me a cake. I don't yeah. like, you know, hey, these these monkeys out here running around. Yeah. I don't like that shit. Yeah, I don't like, either. I think... I think um, that radio, there was a place for that when we were fucking 12. That's what I said. If it was 1988, oh, yeah. hey, man, we, we got a spot for you. Absolutely. And but, like I listen to that, and I'm like, yeah, it, somebody tweeted it, and it just fucking nailed it. It said, what did we do in San Diego to deserve this yeah. shit? And that <laughs> fucking summed it. I go, it was like a dagger in my heart. I'm like, you're right, man. This town has taken some fucking lumps. We deserve better. And yep. Dan... You know, man, I've heard stories from people that have worked with him. I've heard, the guy's a fucking turd. At the end of the day, he's just a turd. And to listen to all his bullshit, see all his Twitter about, you know, oh, these are my stu- these are big sill studios. <laughs> like that kind of bullshit with me just doesn't fly, man. Like I want give me authentic. Get on the air today, crack the mic, and go. Look, you know, this is uh, this is where I am now. And uh, I know there's a lot of people out there that have been talking shit. I'm just going to do my best every day. Like, be a fucking human. Don't be a big Guido fucking chain-wearing douchebag at the end of the day. Yeah, it was it was very interesting and disappointing. It, it, again, I keep thinking it's Monday. and People always say to us, I'm sure they've said it to you too, where they say, I could do your job. But yeah. what would you do tomorrow? Right. Because, again, what is he going to do tomorrow? He has no idea how to do the format. He has no idea to do anything outside of sports. He's no. not a baseball guy. It's obvious he's not a baseball guy. He might be the no. worst baseball guy. You see my tweet? My tweet? No. So this is a guy that gets announced, right? And he's coming to 97.3, the machine, home of the Padres. Speaking of, like – did he really say that about Mike Trout? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'll, he I'll, did. I heard that. I heard that. Yeah, you heard it. And uh, so this is a guy that as soon as they found out he was going to be a part of their radio home, mm-hmm. they said, look, we don't want anything to do with him. Well, I get it now. The guy, All the guy did for the first hour was piss on the Padres. Yeah. That's it. That's all he did. And it's like, look, man, you have to be like, that's their home. That's You're on the home of the Padres. Carry the fucking torch a little bit, you know? Yeah. Grab the fucking reins. And, especially and, now. Especially now. 
on your first day. Well, like if I'm the team? Padres, if I'm if I'm on the Padres organization today, I'm flipping fucking tables. I'm on the phone with Bollinger. I'm on my old boss Callahan, and I'm going, "Are you guys out of your fucking minds? What what are you doing?" Like this guy for an hour was just like <laughs> taking his dick yeah. out and pissing all over him on the process on fucking. You know, uh, when do we? When do I get to root for a fucking winner here? And he was calling them our team, our team. Uh, I'm like, bro, you don't invest the fucking time. You don't invest the the your eyes. You don't invest your ears uh, on that team at all. And I think it's a joke. It was it was interesting. A couple of different no, things. One it never is, was well, interesting. No, no, what I mean, interesting as far as the radio technique goes. One is he comes on, does exactly what Stevie said, but the guy they had as his co-host, you see how, le- how low the levels were on his microphone? Oh, yeah. To make you as a listener to understand this is the guy in the big chair, this is the guy that's a little pissant. Yeah. And, but and, who and, was the guy? They never introduced who the it, fuck it, he is. It was, it was and who biz- cares what he thinks? That's what I'm saying. It was so bizarre. Well, he needs someone to bounce something off of because he's not in his comfort zone. I don't know what his comfort zone is right now outside of football, and he neither does he. <laughs> Because Joe Madden? Yeah, yeah, when you and I did 103.7 Free FM and we got away from sports, Jeff and I did it, we were a little bit lost in how to put a show together. Sure. And then we realized that this is going to be our source of information. We went through a bunch of different newspapers and Yahoo and yeah, different things. Yeah, you worked so at it you because it's your it. fucking yeah. job. And we didn't pull out a, a topic from four months ago. Colin Kaepernick came up? Yeah. One oh, of the first dude. things it said? 100%. I mean, Colin Kaepernick's where you're at. The knee? You're gonna, yeah. the, the, the Super Bowl was two months ago. And you're talking about guys taking a knee in fucking March? It was a guy who walked in with a pencil and thought he was talented and compelling enough to hold a four-hour radio show, and he showed within three minutes that he's not. Yeah. He's not. He's I took in- it personally. I really did because— I was s- like, this is a fucking somebody, joke. You know, s- what a dick. Us, Fuck that you guy. You guys putting your shit together and doing all the stuff that you've done and me fucking grinding and yeah. doing everything I can to, to get back. You know, to listen to a guy walk in and just crack the mic and go, hey, hey, hey yeah, here we how go. we doing? I don't even know where this is going. You Pathetic. would if you fucking prepped. You would if you did some fucking work. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. If somebody said to me, Woodsy— you're starting on the air tomorrow. You got four hours to fill. I'd be a goddamn nervous wreck, and I'd be yeah. up, I'd be up until the mic cracked, dude, working my fucking balls off because San Diego deserves better. Your fucking employers, the guys that gave you all this money and you know built you your own studio, they deserve better. Um, the people that are trying to sell this show, they deserve. I got so many friends over there that I consider family, honestly. Like in sales, on the air, in promotions, they're my family. I would fucking kill for them. And I, I thought of all of them today. I texted about, one of them. I said, I'm so sorry. How about the, how about the music underneath where you go, fuck, just the stop. The ACDC bed? Just stop trying I to be so badass. I kept, I kept waiting. It's for, so pathetic. You know, what I, you know what I thought was happening? No bullshit. It was like, it would be like, like dirty deeds done dirt yeah. cheap. I thought he was literally talking up the ramp yeah. and it was going to kick into the song. And then it would just loop yeah. back to the beginning. And I'm like, I would be waiting for the fucking the I, lyrics I to kick they, in. I think they call it the machine because they can't call it the clusterfuck. <laughs> right. We're going to do comedy and we got this and we got that. And here comes uh, Guns N' Roses. And I'm sorry, the music that was good over the weekend was so fucking shitty today. I'm sorry, it was shit. You go, this is the same? I did hear fucking Iron Maiden today, and that pumped my nad. Okay. <laughs> my buddy, so I got one of my buddies, a guy that I fucking really like and worked with over there, his name's Bryce. 
He's the music director. Well, and I texted great. him and said, you fucking kill it. I go, cut his fucking mic and just play your but music. enough with, we fucking have heard Welcome to the Jungle. Okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've yeah. heard the fucking machine. Go a little fucking deeper, little deeper. in the library yep. and play shit that we want to hear. Where you're like, dude, you can hear this shit on 105. I'm sorry. Your guy friended me, and I told him, good job. But I'm also going to say right here tonight, you took the fucking day off, Bryce. Because <laughs> what I heard was lazy and horse shit. Nothing I heard on a station where last night I'm driving home, I heard two or three uh, Seb- Sebastian Maniscalco. They never intro who the fuck the comedian is, right. which is a disaster. I heard two or three different things. Music last night in the comedy. I go, fuck, this is cool. Yeah. I, I yeah. like it. I know it's a little bit. I don't of- like the comedy really. Because for me, like if I'm listening to a badass rock station, I don't need to hear some guy, hey, fucking who's from out of town? I all- just flew in. My arms are tired. Like it's- I'm fucking. <laughs> and it's joined mid-bit. And then it ends mid-bit. But yeah. at least last night I go, okay, we're going to give these guys a little time to get their legs under them. But I just sat there today. I want to say it again. I wanted it to be good. Yeah. I don't know any of these fucking dickheads, so I don't have any reason to cheer against him. But when I turn that shit on and he comes in that lazy, that's fucking management it's, it's bullshit, that has not dude. said to a guy for two fucking weeks. Two months. Yeah. Where are you? What are we doing tomorrow? There is nobody there to say, dude, let's fucking go here. I got to tell you, man. Pathetic. I got, me and fucking my old partner... They had, yeah, a, they had a goddamn consultant up our ass right? every fucking day. We had daily meetings with this guy who's just the just the absolute. Try having a consultant that doesn't listen to your show. Yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. really, hey, what'd you think of the show today? Well, I didn't get a chance to listen yet. Great. What the fuck are you going to consult me on then? You know, seriously. And just had the worst. They need something. And, and maybe they said, hey, listen, today, just go in and be big sills, right? But you know, you hear Can't that. You hear that. Like, I heard some just co- like, "Hey, hey, the Clinton News Network." Oh, whoops! Did I say that? Well, I okay. meant CNN. You know, the Kaepernick. And the the great thing is, like, he says, "Hey, listen, when I watch sports, I don't want to see dudes on a knee, all right? Because I'm a big military guy." And it, and I tweeted out, "I'm like, hey, dickhead, guess who told Kaepernick to take yeah. a knee? A fucking military guy was like, hey, man." The sitting, I don't like it. Try a knee, dude. That that speak that says something. It it gives your purpose, you know, purpose. It gives your your goal a purpose and a meaning. And it was a military guy that suggested that to Colin Kaepernick. If you did any fucking research, you'd know that instead of being a fucking simpleton and just getting on and be like, I mean, dance like his type of radio in general. It just it rubs me the wrong way. And his fucking general attitude about, you know, you heard him. Yeah. I don't want to, you know, hey, I don't need my athletes talking about uh, politics. I don't need my actors. And that whole argument is like, well, they're fucking taxpaying citizens, bro. <laughs> it's the First <laughs> Amendment. It's the very first fucking one. They get to say whatever they want. If you don't like that their platform is big, get a bigger fucking platform. I mean, it's really that simple. It was uh, it was frustrating. I didn't understand why they went with the soft launch, especially if Dan was the first one and that's the product you've got. Why didn't they wait Till the start of baseball season even and say we're the Padres station we're gonna have everybody ready to go everyone's gonna be moved in why don't we go But you know what Dave here's the thing and not not to interrupt you but here's the thing there was no problem with launching today if you have a show that fucking 
understands we're going today. If you bring anybody else into that spot that is a professional and knows what they are doing, today's perfect. You got a nighttime Padre game tonight. You can play some music. You can go with the the midday show. If you're trying to get this afternoon show, I guarantee you, without hearing two minutes of it, I guarantee you, those fucking guys, whether they work down here or not, were prepped and ready to go. Oh, absolutely. Whether and, we and liked it or not. And they're then a big show. They're a yeah. big, like, and, and, you know, look, we, I heard you guys talking about it, too. And and I, years ago at <clears throat> at 94.9, my boss is now the PD over at 91X. His name is Garrett Michaels. Hmm. Great dude. And uh, Garrett was like, hey, Woodsy, you need to check out the me- the the men's room. And I'm like, all right. So I, I tuned in from Seattle. They're in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, yeah, a bunch of dudes sitting around talking about tits and ass. And that was actually probably okay about six years ago. Yeah, We're at that point again. I mean, today I guess they did a bit about dragging a cat behind a car until it dies. Jesus Look, Christ. man, like we're not – we can't be as edgy as we once Lazy. were. So – Let's be smart. So doing smart radio, like you said, you like, yeah. Dave, I'm the same, and I know you're the mm-hmm. same too. The even fucking Stern, the king, he doesn't do dipshit bits like that anymore. No. You know what I mean? I mean, this is a guy that used to call Gary the retard, Gary the retard. Even he's smart. Enough. Yeah. You know what? He's Gary the Conqueror <laughs> yeah. now. Like, use your fucking brain, and it's not that hard um, if, you're, if you're intelligent yes. and you work at it. And so, you know, man, there are things I did a bit. Years ago on the Mikey show that used to slay where I played, it was a character called Fruitcake, right? So I got to do my little gay voice and whatever, but it was an actual fruitcake. I was a fruitcake calling from fucking Vons, right? And so I couldn't do that bit now. I know that. I can't get on there and be like, hey, Dave. Hey, Jeff. How are you? (laughs) You're like, hey, listen, it's fruitcake. I'm like... Jeff, I want you to put me in your mouth. You know, I am so good. Just taste me. I can't do that bit anymore, okay? I I fucking shelved it. Why? Because it's going to fucking piss people off. So guess what? I'm not doing it. I got to come up with something else. But, you know, man, to listen to that shit today and, like, the thing is it was all over the place. And Uh. it it just – it sounded like a guy – that was just on a raft and just fucking like the rat. You can hear the air just seeping out of the raft. Dave, you look at it, you go, Stevie, you look at it and you go, what the fuck did you do on Saturday? What did you do on Sunday? Where was the audio from the Oscars? Where was, where was, were the phone lines up? I mean, well, it's the he same gave the number so goddamn fast. I couldn't even if I was trying to remember the phone. Did numbers, he take one call? I didn't hear. I didn't hear I didn't one hear call, call in, in our time. But I mean, he gave dude, the number so fucking fast. I'm like, dude, this is day one. No one knows the fucking number. What are you doing? Here's what it's. Here's what it, like. Let's say the three of us did that show today. Hey guys, Dave, Jeff, and Woods, and uh, we're so happy this is our new home. Anyway, the Oscars, and you just yes. do. Just it's not like it. he's some dipshit from out of town. Yeah, he's done that 23 to, years. He's been here on, in mornings for fucking ever, right? So. This isn't your first day on the air in San Diego. Now, listen, Kevin Klein, when he gets here, yeah, he's going to have to be like, all right, guys, I'm new to town. Call me. Tell me what I need to know. Whatever the fuck bit you want to do. But Cilio is a, quote, name here. Yeah. Like, yeah. go on and do your show. And my favorite, this was this is the one that got me the most, was on his Twitter, um, hey, listen, I get to talk about anything I want. This is going to be fun. I get to talk about what does he do? He Joe talks Madden. about sports for four fucking hours. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> Joe Madden. <laughs> I was just like, you know, he's he's just one of those people, man. That is, uh, it. Look, 
I, I'm envious of people's ability to fail upwards. It happens a lot in media here. Yeah. You know, there's, there's guys, there's people in my old building. This, uh, this, this one person comes to mind. This person was absolutely terrible at their job. So what did they do? They promoted her to uh, programming. Yeah. Because for, it, for me, programming, for me, and Big. I've done it all. I've done promotions. I've done sales. Yep. Everybody, you know, pro, you're, yeah. the, you're the fucking talent. You're the, you're the kings of the station. You guys know that. This person was so bad at their job, they're like, you know what? Just put them in programming and see how they do. And it's just like, look, man, the, the voice of the Padres last year has been promoted. Yeah. I mean, the guy was absolutely so terrible in that gig that they moved him across the country for. What do they do? Do they shit can him? Now nah, they promote him. Got a promotion. It, it, to me, what I'm it's wondering. Amazing. Uh, I saw somebody today write on Twitter, and it, it, this is the thing that always makes me laugh, too. And, and it's not – you feel like you're playing a little bit of the athlete where you go, you haven't played, so you don't know what you're talking about. But I, I think there's certain instances where an athlete is entitled to say that, and we need to listen to it. Right. And when I tell you that anybody who writes on Twitter today, hey, by listening, we're, we're feeding into what they're trying to do, here's why you're wrong. You're wrong in that maybe that works for today, but radio never stops. And so when you are shitty and boring and not compelling today, if I am management that hired this fucking dickhead, then I'm looking going, what the fuck is he going to do on Thursday? Right. Dave said it. Yeah. It's Monday, you guys. It's, it's Monday. Monday. But where the fuck are we going to be on Thursday, because people came and tested it today. Oh. He made no effort. He brought. He didn't even introduce whoever this guy no. is. He did nothing to make us want to be uh, enticed by what this guy said. I felt so bad for that kid too, and I know fuck I, him. I don't. <laughs> fuck him. I, I know of him. He thought he didn't know shit. That's the thing is, I don't, Jeff. I don't keep the think, mic off if you don't know shit. I don't Dummy. think he was expecting. To walk in there today and have his host in the first 30 seconds go, hey, how you doing? Uh, I don't really don't know what the fuck we're doing here, but hey, what do you think? And yeah. the kids, you could hear it the yeah. first few breaks. He was like, uh, he was nervous. Yeah. And I got fucking skeeved because I'm like, I'm like, yeah. oh, because I've been in rooms. I mean, shit, dude, my old partner, not a, not a planner, not yeah. a prepper. I learned how to do radio two ways. My first show I fucking prepped nonstop. And I thought, hey, this is the way it is. My next show, nothing. Never, ever a fucking yeah. thing planned unless I planned it. Yeah. And so I had to learn when I would be like, dude, what are we doing? It's 720. Dude, I got it. And fucking turn the mic on and be like, the and he'd be like, hey, yeah. what's the best burrito in Sandy? And I'd be like, okay, yeah, let's just roll with this. And yeah. I learned how to roll. This kid was not, ex and I expected that every day. So I was on my fucking toes. I think this kid thought he was going to be there pushing buttons, answering phones. Yeah. Next thing you know, he's a fucking co-host. Yeah. Out of the fucking blue. And he's like, oh, you want my thoughts on what on the, the fucking Raiders? And what the Raiders should do in the fucking draft? Like, <laughs> I, 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 honest to God, and I think this kid's a pretty good kid. He worked, uh, he worked with the crew at Rock 105 for a while. And I heard him mention his name. His name is Zeth, Z-E-T-H. And they mentioned his name, but he was like, Hey, Zeth, what do you think? Like he was—he wasn't like, "Hey, I'm Woodsy, that's Jeff, and yeah. that's Dave." Here we go. Yeah, like, it was fucking. I think this kid walked in today, fully expecting to be a fucking producer. Yeah, and was 
immediately a co-host and had no idea he was what, gonna do it. What time do you think, Dave? Right now, if you had to guess, what time do you think Dan? I have I have no idea. Yeah. What time do you think Dan walked in there today? Honestly, I bet you the guy walked in two hours early and did fucking nothing. I mean, the honestly, I think nine forty-five. Yeah. Goddamn, I'm How a can you walk in nine forty-five. Hundred percent. I hope not. I mean, again, you have to have some kind of respect for what you're doing. I've said this a million times about radio. Your name is on the fucking show. How can you yeah. come on with no has, effort? That's has your, your name. Has your opinion of Cilio changed after what you heard today? Because well, I will say this. We've had so many people at 1090 that are like, you guys are way too fucking nice to this guy. I go, I don't know him. And and I really didn't listen to him on 1090 because I fucking can't stand that Danny Reader kid. I hated that kid, that producer that he put on. Biggest fucking dork that's ever cracked the mic. <laughs> and Celio talked to that guy like he was fucking Major Garrett. <laughs> so... Today, I was like, I don't know. He seems like just a fucking... Just a big... Just a big dopey dope. He's a big dopey dope. Have you seen him? Yeah. He's a big dopey dope. But you go, okay. But I I wanted... I want to emphasize again. I wanted him to be good today because I thought that puts pressure on 1090. This makes it kind of fun. Yeah. Let's see if we can have a little bit of a battle of the titans. He fucking didn't do shit. Nothing, man. You know, he did nothing. Nothing. When I listened to it, I wasn't sitting there looking at him going, honestly, for four hours, this guy isn't prepared. I was thinking management right now has to be looking at themselves going, what the fuck do we do? Yeah. We oh, a, you know what you do? You, you get on fucking contract. LinkedIn yeah, I'm and start emailing your buddies because <laughs> yeah. you're going to be fucking checking IDs yeah. I'm completely downtown blaming, in about a month. Yeah, I'm completely blaming management the whole time I'm listening to my And head. they won't this say is management's shit. Fault. Bollinger's a bitch. How they, can won't, you, they won't say a word. And he makes it sound like Bollinger couldn't wait to pick up the phone and say, hey, we really want you to do this. Yeah. If I'm Bob, and we all, we all know Bob. Mm-hmm. Bob, has Bob to be should be embarrassed. His legacy is done in Which Bob used to be a king in this town. He was, when he cared. And yeah, you go, really? This is what you're going to put your name on with, Bob? Because Awful. this is a disaster. You know right what now. was fucking great, though? Is this is so good because it, it was the the rejoins for the Cilio show were much yeah. like they were for Cantori Woods. And, and we, as a new show on the station, I had a problem with it. And I went to Bob about it. And Bob basically called me a pussy. But like <laughs> the rejoins for the first, I mean, we were there yeah. for fucking two weeks. And these. We like go to break and then we'd hear the rejoin that we never listened to, we never yeah. approved. Not that we need approval, but we didn't hear it. And it would be like, You thought AIDS was bad. Now you're listening to Cantori Woods. It's even worse. And like you'd hear the and there was one, I swear to God, it said, You thought you were dead in hell. Nope. You're just listening to Cantori Woods. And I'm like, first of all, this isn't this name of the station, we're not called the bone or yeah. the machine. Like, we're not the rock yeah. like He's a, he's sensitive. Yeah. Like I'm I'm just me. Like yeah. just a couple of dudes in here trying to have a good time. And it would be like seriously, I mean it'd be yeah. like you fucking get your ass reamed out. Nope, you're listening to Cantori. What's up? <laughs> They're running the same shit for Silio. That's <laughs> like, hey, we tried to he lost a fucking spelling bee, so yeah. we hired him. It's Silio. And I'm sitting there going, Well, I feel for you, dude. Yeah. I have the exact same shit. Yeah. People fucking if if you tell them on the radio that you're the best, and the station hypes if, if, you. If you feel like they're behind you, yeah, boy, you do your job better, right? Yeah. Not you thought you were deaded in hell. No, you're just listening to deaded in hell. Dude. I'm like, are we that fucking bad? Like, yeah. But then I'm listening to the same shit. But ninety four nine and fucking the machine is a different animal. Like, so they're they're running these promos for him, and I'm just fucking crying, laughing. Like, oh yeah, they been all, there. They all yeah. got to get better. And, and look, there's only one way to go. 
Yeah, it's day one. We said last night, look, you got to take a couple of weeks. I think everybody associated with that station from today, music, imaging, host, producers have to say, goddamn, coming out of the gate, we were shit. I don't think they say that. You know how it goes. Oh, it, dude. Even that dork that was talking on the mic with him, guarantee you, he walked out of there going, yeah. I was on there and I was great. I slayed it. I slayed And, you know, listen, as far as that kid goes, it's like I said, I mean, I think I there. I guarantee you after the first break, he walked in the fucking control room and went, what What the fuck just happened? What, yeah. Did I just... And you know the kid's making fucking 19 Does grand or something. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> he just went from producer to co-host in the fucking snap of his fingers. And I'm telling you, man, the 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 fact that he, every single break, he opened the exact same. Hey, how you doing? It's your boy, Big Sills. Uh, I, got no fo- <laughs> I got no idea what's going on. Uh, we don't know where this is going. Oh, we don't know what so we're bad. doing here. Yeah. And I'm like... You you should have a plan. Yeah. If you yeah. have a plan, you know exactly where you're where going. Where are you going? Have your like, bro. I've had a vision. Of, I've had a vision of the exact show I want to do since day three of my on-air radio career. That's it. I knew. Yeah. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I'm probably going to kill myself trying to get it. When I get it, it still won't be good enough for me. You know, because yeah. yeah. you have a vision for the next thing. So, man. To hear that shit, and again, it just is summed up by that tweet. What the fuck did we do to deserve this? Yeah. A quick question. Yeah. Because I think all of us today, and probably a lot of people, and and there's other shit to cover, but this, for radio, was kind of a big day. Yeah, huge. We, we all were kind of looking around at 940, 945. I wanted to hear the whole thing. I wanted to hear it sound like a big time station at 10 and it didn't it sounded did you hear him come on and test the mic yeah did you hear that oh it's... no at at 9 55 you hear hey hello test test <laughs> test yeah test test and i'm fucking crying but that people that, are texting me but that's first day shit that's yeah. first day Fine, shit still. where you go you're not in cute you know what i'm saying yeah. we all get it that's the kind of shit where you go hello happened. yeah hello <laughs> How how that didn't they didn't test it on Saturday, but but is there any way tomorrow at ten o'clock? Are you counting down at nine forty five to hear that? Well, I'll tell you who's going to listen. Kidding me? You know yes, it's an appointment listening yeah. for me. Wow, here's what's happening, and all of us are going to get blocked on Twitter tonight. Guarantee it. Yeah, is that the people that listen to this podcast are all going to flip on tomorrow and say these guys fucking right? Is everything no, that I'm sure these three a lot guys? Of people yeah, heard it that's exactly and, and right. As, as upset as Big Sills is going to be about all this, I'm telling you, it's the best thing to ever happen to him because everyone that he listens here is going to flip. They're going to flip over to say, "Is it as bad I as what these guys are saying?" For how pathetic he was, <laughs> I'm going to block him tonight. Look, man, as a God, as what a, a joke. As, as, Nobody <laughs> fucking cares about Joe Madden, you dumb shit. Stop telling me Joe Madden stories. Uh, yeah, and it, yeah, yeah, you know. Stop telling me fucking Aubrey Huff stories. I don't. I've been to Tampa. <laughs> Two of my There's best a, friends, Warren Moon. I'm like, Warren I wouldn't Moon be bra- was great. I wouldn't yeah, be bragging choked about the that. Choked the shit like, out of his wife. Yeah, exactly. Great, great guy. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, Warren yeah, Sapp, your buddy too. Yeah, seriously, and it's just you know, man. And this is this summed it up at the end, you guys. I uh, it said something about. So they're doing the thing. So now they're going to do the show, the radio show. Then they're going to do what Nick and Judd do, where they do a couple minutes of Facebook Live uh, or whatever. Creative. <laughs> so they go to Cilio, right? And it is... Oh, did they delete it? Those motherfuckers. <laughs> no, here it is. Here it is. Six hours ago. 
Okay. Well, he made it through his first show without getting fired. The post-show Dan Cilio show starts now. Are you guys ready for this? Yeah. Seven likes, no comments, yeah. two shares. Yeah. Meaning he logged on to Facebook Live and said, okay, let me have your questions. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Not a motherfucking thing. Okay? So on day if one. I'm, if, on day one. So if I'm management, then just like we talked about, too, with his Twitter. Yeah. The guy, I mean, he posts this shit, and you're like, dude, he gets no love. People well, with six followers get more. You know, it's crazy. Here, but here's the thing. Dan played college football at the highest you don't level. Say. At the, Where did he play? No, but, but here's my point on this. My point being is that if you play at the University of Miami for Jimmy Johnson, Dan has been fucking coached up and yeah. kicked in the nuts. Guys at, that have accomplished at that level are okay to be coached. Why is nobody fucking saying, Dan, right now, you would not, you'd be fucking third string at Central Florida, Middle Tennessee State. Yeah. If you want to be at the level as a radio host that you were as a college football player, dude, you can't fucking, you didn't just roll in at Miami. You fucking came yeah, you and, worked. and put the work yeah, in. You don't get, to, you don't play for that team under no. that coach by being a fucking weak um, lazy turd, you know. Yeah. You just don't. You got to be look, the man. You look at the guy. You, you don't look at him and go, "Wow, that's just natural." That's just natural talent. No, I promise you, that guy had to work his fucking ass yeah. off to crack that yeah. lineup and to be, you know, all the glory day shit we hear about with him. And I, I admire the fuck out of that. That's a respectful thing. Granted, it's been thirty fucking years. You got to get, you know, some new shit has had to happen. But yeah, that was an embarrassment. That was embarrassing, man. And and it's. It was for me. It was like a kick in the fucking balls. It yeah. really was. You know, listening for me is the way I listen to Sirius Radio. It's like mm -hmm. I push the classic rock button, then I push yeah. the ESPN button, then mm -hmm. I sit there and go to Rod Dog. I mean, that's what it. Yeah, I was so goddamn confused. What the it hell? Was I was so doing. all over the place. When you were talking about ACDC, that you're sitting, you're waiting for the music. To come yeah, up, I thought that the guy was on the other side of the glass trying to decide what song he was going to play going into the break. Yeah, and it happened to leak on air. I was so confused of what the fuck was happening. It, no, it, it was, was edgy. That's where Jeff would have gone. Machine Stevie had worked with Jeff all these years if that was the way it's designed to be as soon as the first break he would have turned in the window and said turn that fucking shit off yeah, we're yeah. not doing that you're anymore fucking, you're yeah. making because here's the problem you're making the fucking audience insane yeah you're you're not cool you're not different no you're shit you're just shit yeah it was shit tell dumb fuck over here <laughs> to get talking be interesting. Here, just from now on, when you guys podcast, just... Yeah, just hey, remember. what's up? Hey, did you watch the Oscars? Oh, yeah, it was uh, great. It sounded like... Just the whole time. Yeah. Just like this. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Do your podcast over a fucking ACDC bed. It's... Okay, there's a place, in, and they don't buy they don't buy any time on this podcast, but every morning when I get up to Carlsbad, I get there at about 7 o'clock, I go to the same place... Every day, routine, bring the paper in, get an iced tea and maybe a bagel. And I just fucking sit there. And there's nothing that makes me fucking more insane than the place is wide open and two fucking dickheads have to sit right behind me and start talking while you're trying to read the paper. Like, it's the only place. That's what it sounded like today. There was nothing that said, bring me in as a listener. There was nothing that said, hey, we want you to be a part of this. Welcome to day one of the machine. We're stoked to be here. I, I will give Dan credit for one thing, at least in the time that I heard. 
whether they told him to or he made the decision on his own. Good for him that he didn't pull the Dave Smiley move and and rehash everything that happened at the old station. Yeah. And go through. Good for him that he didn't do that because that would have been an easy crutch. But still, man, you go, dude, I went into that today and I go, fuck, I I want him to be funny. I want him to be good. I want him to be compelling. Fuck, there's a part of me where I go, I want him to go to push the envelope where you go, fuck, man, I don't know. Shit, is he going to get in trouble? Well, and he, instead, he tr- it was he tr- just lazy. You know, he, he was he was doing the thing also. Like, look, it's pretty obvious who that guy fucking voted for and who he's a fan of, right? I mean, yep. he is uh, he's a Trumper, straight up. And yeah, look, doesn't. some of my best friends in this town are Trump voters. Yeah, the guys I played ball with, and we fucking go back and forth yeah, every day. But you know nuts. what? We're fuck- great. Yeah, but we're fucking we're best friends. We're brothers, sure. you know. And you know, I till he's like, hey. Is there a more polarizing guy than Donald Trump? I love this guy. And I'm just sitting here like, what's your point? Yeah. What's the point of your, like, when you have that much time to fill, l- listen, if if this thing, this, if this thing works out for me personally, my, my new mm-hmm. job, we will have planned bits. We yeah. will have, you know, features, things that we're going to do. Not one feature, not fucking Cilio's monster, Cilio's yeah. machine picks or anything. Where like, was Kevin Klein today? No, uh, he's not starting until March no, 29th. I yeah, but I'm saying, how but how, he, get him on the phone. How's he not on the yeah. phone? Where the fuck are the are the the men's room guys? Yeah, where's, the urinal guys. Where's or, Mike Cock? Yeah, yeah. Where's fucking Mike Cock where's, today? Where's Barry? He's always hanging around, where's, popping up at inter, inopportune times where's, according to his bio. Where's Barry McCockiner? You know yeah. what I mean? Like fucking. Oh, but, where's Michael Hunt? Where's fucking Faulkner today? Where are all the guys where you go just fucking loaded up with yeah. guys? Fuck, where's Jimmy Johnson today? Dude, you know what I mean? Give me cool. if it was if they were like, all right, Woods. Here, you tough guy, take your take your ship. I would have done an hour of people welcoming me back to the fucking radio. Seriously, yeah. I would have done. I would have had the good vibes flowing, man. I would yeah. have been like, call Dude. now. I, it's been so long. I just want to hear. I want to hear your <laughs> fucking voice. If I had nothing else, I would yeah. have gone to the phones and been like, bring it. Let's Here's have it. New York Mike. Yeah, right. New York Mike will fucking talk to anybody. Mike Slane, that guy's the fucking from best. the Harley guy. Yeah, he's, he's the best. fucking great. He used to call call me every day. Dude, New York Mike is great. Where are those guys? Yeah, right. Where the. F- any of those, you know who else I would have fucking booked today just to fuck with Kaplan? Guys like Craig Dato at Del Mar, right? <laughs> yeah. Dato can't say no. Yeah, of course. Book, I would have booked, if I'm, see, if I'm Cilio today, I'm like, okay, let me fuck with Kaplan. Yeah. Give me, without saying I'm fucking with Kaplan, but all the audience yeah, would have known, there would have been three or four guys that I would have booked. Just to fuck around with him and be like, dude, we're here. Yeah. The ga- game's on. And, and, yeah, because Cap, Cap certainly didn't fucking shy away from going no. after big, big Sills. So, but, but book <laughs> fucking Dato and then, I don't know, find, find two or three other guys where you go, hey, th- these are guys that get so Bert Grossman sick. on, maybe. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, I love the Jimmy Johnson move, especially with the NFL combines going on. I mean, right? that's a huge name that you have a connection with. You don't think, I, I don't know. But I I would assume if you played for him and you've had two months to set it up and you say, Coach, it's our first day, it's a new Pop station. On, yeah. And and I'd love to just have you on for five minutes just to bullshit. You can bust balls, you can do whatever you want. But those are the guys you want on. Anybody where you go, fuck man, yeah. 
Steve, you know it better than I do. Local music guys, where you go, yeah, absolutely, who man. fits the court? Have a fucking band in there. Have anything. Yeah, Any- have a live band in there. Go, fuck, we're different. We're going to do live intros and outros, a cover band. Who gives I a fuck? I feel like his, his prep the sheet. The Beat Farmers. I, I seriously feel like his prep sheet was like Oscars. It looked like the drawing from the cover of Diary of a Wimpy Kid. It was just a fucking <laughs> stick a man. Dan, uh, big Dan, uh, and little, little uh, Zeus. P- Padres. Ch- uh, Kaepernick. Lunch. Lunch. Yeah, seriously. It was just like... <laughs> I mean, fucking a, like you did. You talked about Kaepernick. You want to talk about Watergate too? I mean, yeah. fucking a, like let's yeah, let's fucking talk about the Chargers movie. Look, man, and and I, yeah, yeah, right. Dick. Yeah, let's talk about. And the- I can say Dean's a dick because yeah. I'm on the machine. Because I'm on the machine. Fuck yeah. And I'm you know the best bad. is you heard him out. He's like. 97.3, the machine. Like, they're totally doing it. Like we all thought, <laughs> yeah, it was gonna happen. But look, well, man, I, you know, I hope. I hope my boy Bryce gets to keep his gig. Frankly, I hope they let him program a shitload more music. Well, he's got to get fight. Then fucking bring your A game, kid. I thought he did good. I, I didn't mind the music today. Fuck, it was so fucked. Give me a break. I heard fucking sounded run- like hey, any fucking. I heard night. "Run to the Hills" from fucking <laughs> oh, Iron shit. Maiden. I was all the way in. Sounded like any fucking night downtown when when some <laughs> fucking drunk chick in stonewash jeans puts two dollars in the fucking jukebox. What fucking year? She did. Where are you going? Yeah, by the way, what year are you talking about? <laughs> she, we're at. Uh, What's a Top Gun? What the yeah. fuck's going on? <laughs> That's it. Big fucking deal. Oh, man. Come on. Now, Play I, something where you go, I haven't heard that in the last 10 minutes. Dude, when I woke I'm up. I'm shocked you didn't play fucking Ed Sheeran today. When I put it on, <laughs> the first song I heard was Bark at the Moon by Ozzy. Oh, and I was so fucking edgy. all in. I was in. I was all in. I love that song. <laughs> I understand. But you go, this is all shit you hear. We hear Crazy Train today. They fucking go crazy probably, and play Crazy, probably, crazy Train. Probably. I just, the, the other thing, too, was uh, hearing, you know, I didn't know they were going to be playing music in his show. Yeah, like not under the not as a bed, but like, all right, we'll be back. back We're gonna play a song, and then it's like Mr. Brownstone. I'm like, yeah, I kept waiting for him to fucking start talking again. I just, I didn't know what was going on. Look, could you program the music better? Could I? Yeah, he could have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I mean, look, I've never programmed a station. Bryce, I couldn't have. I'm not saying that. I'm just asking you to be better. So just remember. Your Do friend Woods just said he's better. No, I know. You no, just no, no. Did. I didn't. You just that's said. Not, that's not Mr. Brownstone. That's not what I mean. I love. See, everything he played, <laughs> I liked. You're the one bagging on the music. Could I be program it better than Bryce? No, I don't know shit about programming. Liar. I would have played all the shit I like, which poison. Oh fuck yeah, fuck yeah, all in. <laughs> All in. Something to believe in. <laughs> Faster uh, Pussycat. Cat house. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Like They got to be better tomorrow. Man. All I know is that, that that kid, Bryce, is taking a lot of shit to get that gig, so I'm happy for him. Well, he was great over the weekend. He and, just fucking um, had an 0 for 4 today, but he'll come back tomorrow. See, I liked it today. I had no problem with it. I really didn't. All right. It's been a while that's, since that's we've seen That's because you're sleep deprived. That's yeah, true. That's it's been a while since we've seen it. You're actually the first guest we've had that's been on three times. Oh, look at that. Look okay. at you. So good. I feel so good. Crazy okay. bastard. Tell us about this baby here. Well, I will just say that uh, I now understand why my real father abandoned me. Oh, um, <clears throat> I really do. I'm, I'm a lot more sympathetic to that. What is... Okay, because we've all been there. And I, I don't, That's a joke, everybody, before you call Child Protective <laughs> Services. I don't... Uh, <clears throat> but it, it did wa- happen, but it, uh, that was a joke. I, wa- I want to be really careful how I say this, because it comes across so fucking douchey. Say it, silly uh, I had, uh, I had, I had. Yeah, I know, times. you had two. No, but I we know. were doing morning drive at the time. Which is brutal. 
But I can't even fucking imagine. And the I'm thing, not doing shit. Yeah, and I'm in hell. <laughs> but the crazy thing is, Steve, because there were two of them, and we were doing morning drive. Like I don't, I don't really remember a lot of it. I think oh, I'm sure I just blacked, blacked it, it out. out. What's the craziest shit right now going on with Bo? Uh, so <laughs> I was telling Dave before. So for a while, uh, for about two or three weeks. I mean, he's a month old tomorrow, right? Wow. And he is just, he's just a, he's fussy, man. He's just yeah. fussy. He spits up a lot. Um, and he's just seems to be uncomfortable a lot of the time. So what was happening every night is we figured out he really loves the shower. He gets in That's there with cool. Hannah and he snuggles in, dude. And it's the sweetest, cutest thing. It makes my fucking, like I have my eyes filled with tears. I'm serious. Yeah. I'm like, this is beautiful. Then we put him in his thing. He eats, and then he was falling right asleep, and he was sleeping till like midnight. We're talking nice. eight to midnight. Then he would stir, and he was hungry again. My sweet wife would take him into the nursery, get okay. in the rocking chair, the yeah. recliner, nurse him, but they're gone. Every night, they're gone at 11 or midnight, and I'm in that big king bed yeah. by myself because I don't make any fucking milk. Yeah. So I would wake up at like 6.37 and be like... Oh, oh, I feel great. Fucking eight hours. Yeah. That feels pretty yeah. good. Well, big now, giant bed. yeah, big giant bed. <laughs> Crank one out maybe in the middle of the night if yeah. I wake up. Um, and <laughs> and now we he's sleeping with us in this thing. It's called a docatot. It's like this this. It's like a little bed for him. But, okay. So we feed him, and as soon as he eats, he <laughs> spits up. Yeah. And then he's just and cries incessantly. Screams though. Screams, cries, fidgets, fusses, and we're just like, okay. Um, then we start snapping at each other. You know, you're not so doing loud. this right, and and you're just it's it's just hard, man. And and you know, I told my wife the other night, I'm like, I'm like, uh, this is this is a lot harder than. And she's oh, like, yeah. this is so much harder than I. And the best the best is this. It's night two of his life. We're in the hospital. Night one was a fucking breeze. Guy slept yeah, all goddamn night. They came in. They go, hey, brace yourselves. It's going to get worse tonight. And I looked at her. The nurse left. And I'm like, I mean, look, I, I, I'm looking at him now. He's so peaceful and quiet. Yeah. Like, I think we may have gotten lucky and just got one of those good, quiet babies. And she's like, yeah, yeah me too. And I looked at her. I was all cocky. And I go, you know, and like... Big fucking deal. He cries. It's all part of the ride and experience. Four days later, I'm driving down the 101, 3 o'clock in the morning, and he's screaming at the top of his lungs, yeah. and I'm screaming at him to shut the fuck up. Yeah. And Dave told me tonight, it made me feel so much better that he grabbed one of his kids. Josh. Yeah, he said, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Yelled it. You lose your yeah. mind. I, I lost my mind the first week. And uh, and and now it's kind of he's getting back to screaming and fucking yeah. You just you feel you feel like a real turd. Well, I feel like a double turd because not only am I not working and bringing him an income, yeah. like I can't really do a lot to help out. I change diapers like I, like I can. It's like so funny, but yeah. I I feel I feel basically like a fucking piece of shit every day. It's Here, great. It's here's great. here's why you're okay. Here's why because I can remember saying to my wife, and we have joked about it for ten years. Right about this time, when when they were about this age, I sincerely felt no connection with my sons. Yeah, it's, I, it's and, so and it, glad to hear you say that. And man. it is such a fucking drag because I'm like, not only do I not feel a connection, there's a part of me where I fucking hate them. They Dude. won't shut the fuck up. 
they they every time they're they're crying at a level three. Yeah. And I pick them up, and it goes to a to level six. seven. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I uh, I it it, it honestly <laughs> I thought, like I, I thought feel for sure he was going to the direction of. No. I felt so bad because she has a connection with them, and I don't. Not no. that I, I hate him. No, no, I, dude. I, I, <laughs> like I look. You at, know what I mean, Dave? I, we uh, have. Oh, we I have, know. I told you guys a yeah. hundred times. Come back at four when you sign him up for T-ball. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. We have these moments. He and I where uh, usually in the morning. Um, I try to give her a little bit of a break and take him, yeah. change him, get him dressed, and then I bring him in bed with me. And I usually I'm like working on my computer and yeah. you know just going through the the you know tons of radio offers that I have and uh, <laughs> and uh, and I, I'm just lying there and I put him in between my legs and I have my knees up yeah and I play with his hands and feet and I just tell him I love him and I kiss him yeah and then I look at him and I'm like you have no f- you don't care if I'm alive no, or dead and know I know who the it fuck I am and I I, I keep telling Hannah. And I'm like, babe, I, I promise you, I promise you I'm going to be a good dad. And I oh, yeah. feel like I'm not. You'll be fine. I feel like like I and – and I was telling Dave, whenever I leave to go to do something that I want to do, yeah. that motherfucker starts screaming blood – like he, he's like, hey, dad, why don't you go fuck yourself? Yeah, I'm fuck like, you. Not only am I going to get you in trouble with mom, yeah. but like I'm just going to let her know you're a piece of shit for leaving to go to a fucking podcast right now or go play a fucking baseball game on Sunday. Hey, dad – Enjoy your six Watch. hours at the field. Here's here's what's going to change. What did you say? Six hours yeah. at the yeah. field, dude. I, I'm at the field an hour early and I stay <laughs> yeah, after. Like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm it, that guy. It hasn't <laughs> it hasn't happened yet, but when it does, we'll go back to high dive without the fucking lightweight who was the third one in our group. <laughs> and and here's why: something is going to happen between now and when he gets to six months. And it's going to change the whole fucking game. Here's what happened for me. And it's a crazy story, but my the older of the two, my son Cade, had stomach issues. And he was, like you were saying, he was very fussy. Dave, I think he went through it with colic and everything else. And he was fucking miserable. And he was screaming and everything else. And it was because he couldn't have a bowel movement. Yeah. He couldn't take a shit. Yeah. And he was holding everything in. And the doctor said, he said, you have to take a baby thermometer and very lightly with Vaseline and get it going because he's fucking miserable. It's crazy. And so he was like, the doctor was saying, um, you know, you don't want to do this too much, but it should be like a once every two or three day thing and yeah. it'll get everything going. I was like, bullshit. If he is fucking miserable and he is my main man, I'm going to take care of it. Absolutely. And you just find a thing in your head, Steve, where you go, you know what? Two weeks ago, I was like, I fucking hate you. I'm telling my wife, I feel no connection. And something changes where you go, no, this is not going to be every fucking three days. He's my guy. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck anybody else who's going to tell me. Yeah. I'm going to wait till everybody's gone. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to watch this kid change. I'll clean him up. I'll have him good. And if tomorrow it's the same thing, then I'm going to do it again tomorrow because he's miserable, yeah. and I can help him. Mostly for me, it's the, you know, and, and listen, this is certainly not a slight against my wife, but it's like anything, man. You, you need, we, me, yeah. I need to be told, I need to be told that I'm doing a good job, whether it's at work whether yeah. it's at home, I'm I'm a big validation guy, right? And 
I don't get that from my wife, which me makes me think I'm not doing a good job. Yeah. I'm not, you know, she's, I, I cook three meals a day. Um, I make her breakfast. I make her dinner. Nice. I made her a big fucking spread before I came over here. You know, I, tr- I'm trying in, in those ways. Um, but when you see her break down three times a day, yeah, because it's so hard on her and you're like. I'm like trying to get my lineup together for the weekend and I'm just like <laughs> yeah. I don't so I don't have that connection because I'm not doing all that she's doing. I wish I was able to. I'm I yeah. don't I don't make milk. And yeah. so she is goddamn insistent on breastfeeding. I mean just it's yeah. got to be from the tit the whole time. And I've told her I told her tonight I go listen. If you need me to do something if you need me to be home for a all you have to do is tell me yeah like i don't want to i don't and i'm not i don't go out and shit like i'm i'm home friday, yeah. friday nights we're fucking watching tv and to sleep by 10 and it's just that thing of like i need you gotta let me know we're partners you need to let me know what you need and she's not doing that right now and she is taking all of it on yeah and it's and too much it's too much and so i'm you it's hard to know what people want unless they tell you. And yeah. she's just not telling me. So for is me... Is she pumping, though? Is she yeah, pump- she's pumping and freezing it. Like, I got my parents coming. So my parents are coming in this weekend from Dallas. And my mom's like, on me and your dad, you two are going out on a date. Ruth's Chris. On us. Yeah. It's fucking huge, right? So Saturday night, I think we're going to... I got a game that day. So the fa- <laughs> the whole family's coming to the game, which oh, is a, which is a dream, you yeah. know, to have my mom, dad, my wife, and my son there. It's fucking great. Yeah, I'm 42 years old, but I don't give a shit. It's my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. It means a lot Good to me. Good news is there's probably going to be plenty of room in the parent section. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> plenty. I, their tickets are at will call, so hopefully yeah. they got a good seat. But, you know, and then after that, they're going to take the kid. You know, and, and Hannah's mom took the baby for like four hours today. It's and so, unbelievable, right? And so Hannah was just... I don't think she knew what to do with herself. She will not sleep during the day. Yeah. Her dad beat it into them that you don't nap in the middle of the day or you're a fucking deadbeat. Like this this is a girl that's been getting up at 4 a.m. every day since she was in her in her early 20s. She's just yeah. that way. Doesn't nap. And I'm like, babe, you're gonna have to fucking yeah. you're gonna have to draw the curtains when you need it. You're gonna have to ask for help. She just doesn't do it. And so that's a lot of friction at home. Of like, I'm like, well, can I should can I go to the gym? She's like, yeah, go ahead. And I'm like, Fuck. okay. So I go to the gym. Yeah, you know, and like, I I don't here, I don't know. I just I don't want to be around the whole day. Like, you need anything? No. You need, like, here, if you need me, just tell me. I'm there. Here's what you got to do. It's funny too because as I'm looking for a place in La Mesa, I took my sons to the first place we lived when they were born. Right. And I said, you know, it's nice. It's right by Lake Murray, and maybe we'll go back over here. And I took them, and we were walking. It's so weird, Steve, because now that they're 10, but at that time, they were around Bo's age. And my wife, the same thing, but she would have the bottles. What I would say is respectfully tell her, look, I am taking him for a walk. I'm going to take him for a walk with the bottle. He doesn't, it's, it's the same milk. Yeah. And he and I are going to have a fucking talk. And I said to my sons, I had not been on this property in years. And I was walking with my sons. I said, man, you know, every day I walked this sidewalk right here. And I I took him on the path. Yeah. And I said, you know what, man? I said, I I can't move back here. Just kill you. And they said, why? 
And I said, I can't move back here because me and your mom are cool. We're, yeah. just, we're going our, our separate ways. But I said, life was so different then. Absolutely. And I said, I can't, I can't go back and start the new chapter where that first chapter. There was so much learning and innocence and nerves and everything else. But I would highly recommend to anybody that is a dad, for me, what, what helped me, Kate and Jack didn't know what the fuck was going right. on. Bo doesn't know what the fuck's going on. But what made me part of the team, what made me feel like I was actually making a contribution, were those 20-minute or 30-minute walks where I had them and I'm feeding them and I'm talking to them and, you know, hey, man, look at the cat. Well, yeah, yeah. no fucking cat I, from a tree. You know, but- and that's such a good point, man, because every morning we wake up, She's in there drying her hair and getting ready and everything yeah. else, and I'm laying in the bed with him. Fuck it. I'm, I'm usually listening to a podcast or a radio show. I'm taking him out. I'll take him out. Take him out for a walk. Get him the fuck out. Get him the fuck away from stroller? her for a while. Yeah, oh, I've got two strollers. Dude. Wait till you take that kid out, and every good-looking girl you've ever seen <laughs> right? will give you attention. This is, you know, it's a good segue, because I was I was busting Jess balls. When we went out a couple couple uh, weeks ago for a couple beers, I, 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 I said, hey, come Oh, this here. is great. I said, come here real quick. I said, I'm going to ask you something. I said, listen, you know, for both of you guys, it's been a fucking hell of a year, right? Oh, right. You know, losing your dad and uh, losing CS for you guys. And, yep. and then, you know, you going through your divorce. And I've been through that thing, you know, <laughs> no kids, obviously. I've been through that divorce. But I said, I said to Jeff, I don't know if he told you, I said, hey, listen, once it's all done and everything's yeah. wrapped up and you, you got your place, I don't want you sitting around fucking upset, okay? I don't want you sitting around. And it's okay to miss your kids, and you always will. Yeah. But at some point, you're going to need to get back out there, and I'm here to help. Nice. And I want to help your ass. <laughs> nice. Get back out there. And I said, listen. This is my fucking Drew Rosen house. This is the best <laughs> And I said, oh, I said listen. This is great. I said, what you don't even realize is the whole new world that's out there. Yeah. And how easy it is. Look how excited David is. Yeah, he's just so excited. <laughs> Dude, and how same person for 28 years? I and, want to know what's out there. Exactly. And I said, <laughs> and here's the thing: Hannah and I were together for a couple of years. We split for yep. a year, and I, I'm not envious of. I didn't really I sound like a douche when I say this, but I didn't really need to like go get the Bumble or Tinder app. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I met people. It's fine. Yeah, but like I said, I said Jeff, when it's all fucking sewed up, I want you to call me because I'm going to help you get all your profiles set <laughs> yeah. up. Because I want you. Hang on, on Dave. Listen to I the said, photos. This I said is I the want. You, I said I want you on Match. I want you on mm-hmm. Bumble, and I want you on Tinder. And I said, I got a little tip for you. In your fucking profile, you say radio host. Yeah. Okay? Jeff Dotseth, radio host, San Diego, California. It's all you need. Yeah. And then they let you add like four or five pictures. First one, I want you with a fucking microphone in your hand nice. interviewing <laughs> Philip Rivers. Okay? Nice. Part two, you got and it. fucking Ladanian with your arms around <laughs> each other. The third picture, I want you holding the fucking Super Bowl trophy. These women will look through this shit and they'll be like, well, goddamn, who's this fucking guy? Yeah, yeah. who's this dumb I'm not, shit? I'm not even fucking... I got The kid that used to do Mining Cantori's podcast, and I do a podcast with him rarely. His name's Dan Brozo. Yeah. When Tinder came out, he was 24. He turned 32 days ago. This fucking kid, we would have no material, and he'd come in and be like... Bro, I fucked like six Tinder girls this week. Jesus and we'd be like, well, Christ. we know what we're doing now. Yeah. And I, so I go, give me your fucking phone. So I start looking through his shit and I'm like, he did like 
weekends at 94.9, every yeah. picture is him in front of a mic. Nice. Fucking him with bands at Coachella and shit. <laughs> Here's another tip. Let me hear it. Tell him you like to travel. That is the... Hey, yeah. what, so Jeff, uh, what are you into? Oh, traveling. I love to travel. All these fucking broads out there right now, they wanderlust. Okay, they all... That's the only thing they give a shit about is traveling. Look, hey, listen, I, you know, at my age, been through a divorce. I got a couple kids I love more than anything. Yeah. I just want to... Tra- He's writing it down. Palais writing this shit yeah, down right now. Dude, we'll take them. Travel. I, I'll tell you, man. We'll take them on that crazy fucking L.A. tour. <laughs> you that crazy were, shit. You're, you're, I'll show them the OJ. They want to they wanna go to they want to go to the fucking Yucatan Peninsula. Okay, oh, like shit. So, do I need a fucking tetanus shot for that? No, but all you got to do is tell them that you're yeah. into travel. Oh, yeah, I'm going. That's all you got to do. Yeah. So I'm okay. telling you, I'm like, hey, when you're ready, and not a minute, not a minute sooner. Yeah. But when you're ready. Don't do anything without calling me first. I'm going to guide you through this motherfucker. My fucking boy Woodsy's got me covered. It doesn't seem like the Lisa Ann thing's going to pan out. Uh, That being said. Do you even have an active passport? Uh, no, you know what? That funny. should be your other picture. You holding your fucking passport. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, it's funny. I have to get one for work. For work, they told me the other day. They're like, you better get your fucking passport. Oh, that's stupid. huge. Yeah, we go to hey, Toronto a lot. Take lots of fucking pictures up You're there. You're right. Oh, with, the, with the Stanley Cup. The Stanley hey, Cup. every picture you take, you need to be thinking now, this could go Woods on my, my dating profile. Yeah. We yeah. do have one at the Stanley Cup, though. Yeah, well, we shit. have one when the Ducks won, and that's the it. Stanley Cup. I mean, yeah, this no, is, I'll, hey, I'll have much and also, better access now. Throw him, in, my boy, throw Wood. him in your pictures too. <laughs> yeah, and so she doesn't know who's who. Yeah, what's going on? That's this, I'm just fucking yeah, this, Throw this sharp motherfucker in next to you. It's you and him in every picture. She's like, well, it's one of the two. I'm going to take know, my fucking chances. Here's what's fucking great too. You mentioned that about Lisa Ann. Now yeah. I was ready to move on. To Jeannie Pepper. And I said, I'm moving on. Seika. Seika. I mentioned it the other what, day. She's 75 now. Who gives a shit? <laughs> It'd be an early night. And all of a sudden today, we I tweeted out about the podcast and all the shit we did last night. And goddamn, if my boo Lisa Ann yeah. didn't like it. Of right away. She's the greatest. She is the greatest. But you know, you know I, what, though? I'll tell you this. You need Hank. to cover your bases oh, just yeah. we in got case. It covered. Just in case. We got it all covered. Are you going to do... <sighs> I feel bad. I think she got... She. I finished the life yesterday. Okay. Uh, I, I was out. My kids were running around, and I cleaned out everything in my trunk, and I finished the life, the Lisa Ann book. She talks a lot about a Michael Jordan jersey that yeah. she got. That thing's a fucking fake. Is it? Oh, oh it's a fake? Yeah, I'm telling you. I think she's got a fake. I just wonder. I was going to reach out to her today, and I'm like, eh, fuck it. There's, there's Let a, her think it's real. There's a couple of ways that we as men go um, in the divorce, right? Yeah. With the divorce. Like, you can, you can, it's like fucking Red from Shawshank. You can get busy living or get busy dying. That's it, you know, that's, that's the That's the deal, and it's like. You know, you see, you see the women in the gym sometimes that are, have just gone through a breakup, and you see them on the fucking treadmill. Yeah. And they're running at a 15 level, and the fucking incline straight up and down, and they're just like, <laughs> fuck that motherfucker. Yeah. And they're like, I'm getting this ass in shape. I'm going to be happy, and uh, that's what I want for you. Boy, I, I want you to fucking, I want you to, as, as hard as it is to close this chapter, because I've done it. It's oh, yeah. fucking brutal. It rips your goddamn soul out. But you can, you know, you can sit in your apartment and play fucking video games or you can you can try to move on with your life because, yeah. you know, the way I look at it, all of us, we got about 40 years left. That's top. it, man. So, I mean, fucking let's make them good ones. You, you know, know, it's funny, too, and, and we'll take it back to the, the bow thing, which you were saying. 
is over the weekend and hanging out with my sons and just having them say to me two different times over the weekend, you know we got your back, right? It's fucking huge. It's They're 10. Make sure to put them in the pictures, too. Oh, yeah. yeah put those in the pictures. <laughs> when you, they, you being a good dad? Yeah. Fucking just playing catch with them and stuff? <laughs> I'm just, I'm always, but, yeah. I'm always, I'm plotting. But, dude, wait till the day comes when they say, when you are fucking wrecked for whatever happens, yeah. when fucking Hannah leaves you for Jeff Zevely. <laughs> And fucking Bo tells you. More like fucking Robbie Erlin, all right? <laughs> well, they tell you, you know we got your back, right? I love it. You're just like, fuck, man. Yeah, I love you're it. like, you go, all right, fuck. Now, a, he's I'm such a, a mama's boy now. He'd probably tell me to go fuck myself. I'm going with mom. Yeah. Guaranteed. Don't let it happen. Guaranteed. Boys night out, man. Oh, you, dude, you I have know. To, uh, you have to find a way. If you want to be... The dad that you want to yeah. be. It, it's, it goes back to the radio thing, Steve. It really does. You you have to want to be great. Yeah. And you have to figure out ways to be great. You can't just go and say this or that. And just yesterday, dicking around and going and buying a football. And, and dude, my noodle arm was so fucking thrashed. <laughs> we had the best time. 45 minutes yesterday. Just throwing ball around and laughing and bullshitting around. Watching UFC my son on Saturday night is like, God, this is just great. Yeah, this is it's just great. You know, and that's like I told you, man, <clears throat> that's when I tell Hannah, hey, don't you worry. I'm going to thrive here in about three or four years. You, know? <laughs> you and will. It's, and it, oh, I know yeah. it. I know yeah. it because, you know, I'm that guy. And this sounds fucking creepy, but I'm that guy that goes to a party and there's a little kid running around. The best. I end up fucking slapping that, throwing that kid on the yeah. bed, you know, playing with that dude because. Yeah. They're fun. They're fun. They're innocent. They're, they're. Um, most of the time, they just want somebody to talk to them and, yeah. and play with them. And, you know, I, I don't have a lot of patience for shit, but that is something, you know, my nephews, I just, I adore them. Um, and I just know when it's my own kid, it, when he's four years old and he's like, Dad, come hit me some grounders or, or whatever. Fucking take me to ballet. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Whatever he's into. Um, yeah, dude, that, that's where I'm, that's where I can tell Hannah, hey, listen. What if he wants to go to a Kevin and Dana live remote? Uh, J- Dana and Jason? Whoever they, who, yeah, yeah that's Dana them, and right? Jason. You yeah, know what, he man? Wants if, to go to that. If he's into the, <laughs> if he's into their show and if they're still here, which is, uh, you know, it's a, it's a big if, yeah. uh, then he's more than welcome to, he's more than welcome to. Final tip, never, ever, ever, no matter how young, well, I would say now it doesn't matter, but once they turn about two Two and a half. Don't baby talk him. Oh yeah. Just talk no. to him normal, like a normal dude. Yeah. What's up? I bud? do that now. Yeah. I do that well, now. Like right now he's like, yeah. he didn't know shit. No, I know, but I, I that's just kind of how I talk to him. I, I talk to him. I tell him stories and shit yeah. like that. So, just, how did you get? Like, you got two boys. I got. Two, it's funny you say this because my oldest one, we did everything through watching Barney and kid songs. And yeah. All that oh shit. shit. See, I won't do and, that either. And the kids, you know, great yeah, you kid won't. wants to go to church with his mom, straight A student, the whole deal. My second kid, I was like, I can't watch him with this fucking Barney. We watched yeah. Adam Sandler movies yeah. since he was two. That was and, my dad and me. Yeah. yeah. You know, my yeah. my stepdad, who I call my dad, he adopted me when I was ten, um, and my little brother. You know, we were raised on Eddie Murphy Raw and Richard yeah. Pryor and Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. I know Rodney Dangerfield's Dude, like so when great. I was 10, you know? Yeah. I'm like, hey, Dad, I don't like cocaine. I just like the way it smells. Like <laughs> I, was, I was doing fucking Big Sills yeah. bits at fucking 10 years old. <laughs> and, uh, and like, you know, the first movie I watched with my kid was Fletch. 
Yeah. I put flat. I'm like, this is how it's going to be. Great. And I told Hannah, I go, listen, there's a, you know, she has her own way. Yeah. She wants to do it this way. Great. You get them for this first three or four years. Then this fucker's mine. The music, yeah. the movies, the culture, the pop culture. I got it. Just her. She likes fucking Jessica Simpson. So stay the fuck away. She's out. Don't play any of that shit out. in the car. Get out of here. I'm doing the music. I want them raised right. I want them raised on Motown and Zeppelin and yeah. all the good Pilots, shit. You know, Pearl yeah, Jam, absolutely. All, all that stuff. Okay. So Second time you were on with us, uh-huh. I knew that you're naming your son Bo. I said, Jeff, do you know what he's going to name his kid? And then we came up Bo, which sounds like a great baseball name. Yeah. Do you know what birthday he shares with a what famous baseball player? Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. How Isn't cool is that? that? Fucking amazing. Diehard Yankee fan yeah. over here. And no shares a birthday kidding. Babe Ruth. Yeah, I thought great? of it right away, but I haven't discussed it with you. Well, this was great because he was born on February 6th. It's Babe Ruth's birthday. And Bob Marley's birthday, and my wife, oh, love when she was a young dipshit, gets one love tattooed on no her wrist. Way. She's a little fucking pothead, you know, <laughs> a little North County pothead. One love on her wrist, oh, and I'm fuck. like, I got a real shitty tattoo also. And we, when we like our first date, I'm like, oh, one love, huh? big fucking reggae girl. Yeah, and you know, breaking each other's yeah. balls immediately. But it's just funny, like Bob Marley and Babe Ruth. Yeah. It's fucking perfect for us. Perfect, cool. dude. It, it's great. You know, you will. It's funny, um, the band Train. Now I I didn't know a lot about Train, but we're Stern fans, and we would hear he Pat fucking loves those guys. Man. Pat Monahan would come on yeah. and be funny as shit. Yeah. And so when my sons were about two on whatever that Access TV, there was like a a Train concert, and and it had been like Wild Kratts and Sesame Street. And I couldn't take any of this shit anymore. Yep. So <laughs> so I just. I taped a, a train concert, 60-minute thing that I wanted to... I was just like, all right, well, let me see what these guys are all about because they're funny as shit on the Stern Show. And so I put it on, and the next thing I know, my two sons, who couldn't even walk at that time, are balanced up on my coffee table watching it, and they're fucking yeah. bouncing up and down. They're into it. So now when they were kind of getting nuts... I would just put this fucking soundstage <laughs> of train it. on. I love it. They, at one time, before they were even talking, they went to their grandmother, my mom, and they had a little wooden train. Mm-hmm. She tells them this all the time. And they held up the wooden train. They were going back and forth. It's crazy. And my mom's like, what, what you want to play you train? <laughs> you want to do this, that? And I go, they want the show. They want the show. But where you're going to be great on this is... The music, the soundtrack of Bo's life, oh. will be written by his dad. Absolutely, it's and very it w- important to me, man. My yeah. my dad did it for me, and you know, when I was my dad grew up in Detroit, and uh, so he was right in the heart of Motown. Yeah. And when I was a kid, you know, when he married my mom, I was ten, and uh, we'd go on these long road trips, and I still remember, you know, listening at fucking Temptations and Four Tops. Over and over. And when you're 10, 11, yeah. I mean, I was listening to Poison and Dawkins yeah, and Rat right? and Warren. And I thought that was just the Cinderella. coolest shit. Cinderella. And, uh, and I'm listening, though. My dad, mom, Beach Boys, Motown. Yeah. And I fucking hated it. And then I started to play music. And then I knew. And then I started yeah. to study music and yeah. know music. And then for me, those memories, yeah, everything. And like now Motown, it's probably 40% of what I listen to. Here's what's great. I introduced my sons to one song that you don't hear. You don't hear it on the oldies station. You don't hear it on the radio at all. It's a guy named Bobby Blue Bland, 
who sings Ain't No Love in the Heart of the City. Oh, nice. And what I said to them was, we're going to listen to this song because your dad loves it. Yeah. This is your dad's guide. This is not... That's my shit right there. Heard it through the grapevine. It's not any of that shit. <laughs> because it, it's not... You know, whatever. I said, when I am long gone and you are making a mixtape, I want you to put... Bobby Blue Bland, Ain't No Love in the Heart of the City. And that will be your connection to me. Yeah. There is nobody else. I'm, I'm telling you, I told him. There is nobody else <laughs> that is telling their kids right now, this is me and my dad. Yeah. And and it's just, it's so fucking great. And that's what you got to find. You go. We had this thing, me and my dad. I'll, I'll never forget it, man. We were He had family in upstate New York. And. We would drive from Connecticut. We lived in Connecticut for about yep. six years. We drive, make that long drive, and he, this motherfucker, this my cheap ass dad, because he had two kids. You know what he drove? A, he's six foot four, by the way. Shit, drove a fucking Ford Escort. So you've got a family of four packed <laughs> in this Ford Escort. My mom and brother are asleep in the back, and it's me and my dad, and I'm yeah. just staying up with the old man. And I'm looking through his tapes. He's got the oh, big so thing, yeah. And I'm like, I go. The doors. Oh, the fuck shit. Is this? Nice. And he starts laughing. I go, what is this fucking, what is this terrible, right? He's like, put it in. So I put it in and light my fire. And then yeah. Riders of the Storm comes on. Nice. And it's just, it's rain. and Yeah. He goes, listen, do me a favor. Listen to your old man for once. Lean your, your seat back a little bit. Shut your eyes and listen to the song. Yeah. Done. For Done, me. right? For me, that minute forward, I became obsessed yeah. with Jim Morrison. Really? Which, yeah. Got me to do some drugs. I'm like, hey, thanks a lot, Dad. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, from we got back from that trip. I went to the fucking library. Yeah. I checked out every book I could on the doors. Oh, I read fuck. everything. Is the line she cried? Then I, yeah. Fucking- oh, dude. I went into Hendrix and then Zeppelin and, yeah. and just went from there. That moment for me was, Christ, 30-something fucking years ago. Yeah. You know, 30 years ago. And I still remember it like it was yesterday. And that... That's what I'm looking forward to the most, man. And, and I told Hannah, I go, listen, I, I go, you know, I pretty much grew up, you know, my dad played golf. Like, yeah. I grew up playing golf and baseball. And, like, I go, I want to learn how to camp. I'm not an outdoorsman. I'm not a camper. Yeah. I go, but kids really like that shit. So I'm going to have to learn how to do it and get all the fucking gear and no take them to camp and all shit, that shit. Though. Don't get your no, no, fucking no, 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 no. Let me that. tell you a fucking Boy Scout story Boy real quick before we go. Has it got anything to do with getting greased up? I've never, never, I never was a Boy Scout. The hottest fucking girl in yeah. our school, when I was in seventh grade, her name was Renee. Yeah. She was in eighth grade. We rode the bus together. Yeah. And I fucking flirted with her all the time. And I was fucking, I was getting chicks in seventh yeah. grade. And, and she would flirt with me back, but kind of pull away. About five years later, she's like, God, I always had a crush on you, but I always thought you were a fucking nerd because you were in Boy Scouts. I'm like... Yeah. I wasn't a fucking Boy Scout. She's like, oh, somebody told me you were. Oh, And I've no. hated the fucking Boy Scouts ever yeah, since. fuck. I, it cost me. I mean, this girl was yeah. banging guys in like eighth grade. Yeah. So I'm fucking fuck yeah. dying Your little training, bro. <laughs> Jesus. Dude, she had double. She had like D's in eighth grade. Oh, I still fuck. think I'm Facebook friends with her. I yeah. still look at See? her. Yeah. So she, was like, she was like Heather Thomas. I think she's the grade. one that fucking got yeah. away, dude. Yeah, she was like the girl in Zapped. She's like, fuck. She's my Christina Applegate. Yeah. If she only knew <laughs> you couldn't uh, tie a square knot, you would have been okay. <laughs> that fuck. little fucking kerchief, she, those little khaki shorts. She didn't fuck, go out man. with me because she thought I was in. Bo- Why yeah. don't you fucking ask me? Ask yeah. me if I'm in boys. I'll tell you yeah. no. Fuck no. I play ball. Yeah, how were you dressed Did that you thought you were I don't Boy know. Scout? Somebody fucking told her, oh, Woods, he's a fucking nerd. He's in Boy Scouts. <laughs> I fucking never 
was. It just slayed me. Yeah. To this day, I'm like, fucking Renee Sadlo. Boy, I could have had that God if it wasn't it. for the it wasn't for the, my fake Boy Scout membership. Yeah. With the fucking weebelos. <laughs> no, there's two things I fucking pray every day. Yeah. One, that he has no interest in that. And two, that he has no interest in fucking karate. All right? Oh, yeah. no shit. If I got to go watch him fucking do judo matches, I'm going to yeah. blow my fucking brain. Dude, the no. worst part about karate is you have to sit in that room yeah. and you can't talk to the parents. They right. have to be completely quiet. Yeah. Right. You're going to lose your fucking mind sitting there yeah. for an hour gotta not talking. You're going to watch my kid doing fucking, fucking Rex. Oh, Talk yeah. about doing something. I mean, look, oh, but it teaches discipline. But fuck that shit. No. It, it's- you know what he could do? You know what he would have a great time doing when he gets older? Uh, I know uh, Clark Gracie. Fucking cool as shit. Do that Brazilian jiu-jitsu, man. No, none of it. Dude, he'll fucking fold guys up that <laughs> fuck around. He'll be fucking chicks. Yeah. He'll be fucking chicks anyway. Dude, these Gracie guys. I'm telling you. Those Gracie guys, uh, they will. If fuck- I gotta go to a goddamn judo meet no. on the weekend, I'm gonna fucking kill myself. Okay? No, I no, you don't have to do shit. I have no. Hey, Dad, no. I want to do karate. I'm no. gonna be like, don't do that. No, absolutely not. Walking around barefoot, fucking like breaking fucking boards and shit. Tony no. Robbins, forget, it. forget yeah. it. Dad, turn, put those goddamn coals out. I'm gonna walk across. Ow, 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 ow. But I'll no. tell you, man, it's it's fucking it's a trip, dude. And and I find myself gravitating, you know, more to. Good dads like yeah. yourselves, man. You know it's, it's funny. And it's cool to be a part of the club, even though I'm a terrible fucking father. You, uh, <laughs> you mentioned Hendrix, and I had no idea at the time. I really didn't know at the time, but we had done family trips to Monterey yeah. every year. And now it's probably the last one that we did. But I said to my sons, I said, you know, we've, we've come up here every year for six years, and we've never gone over to the Monterey Fairgrounds Hell where yeah. we used Monterey to stay. Pop. And we went right on the stage, and I've got, from the last day we were in Monterey, I've got pictures of my sons on the stage. I love it. And I'm like, and I bought them the, the DVD, and yeah. I'm like, look, this, this doesn't matter to you now when you're 10, but later when you're on- you're 14 and you're getting and you stoned want to watch this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you look at this and you go, fuck, man, my dad put me on that stage. 100%. It's and fucking awesome. It's not, it's not a shot at their mom, because my- wife soon to be ex-wife she loves shit like the zoo and the aquarium and uh cooking and doing all kinds of really cool shit with them that is gonna mean a lot to them as they get older but like i would say to her hey you want to go see where hendrix was she's like no go same with hannah yeah but she was like but go yeah have fun yeah but it's that thing, Steve, where you go, shit man. It's gonna be our it's gonna be our thing. Yeah, Yeah. And we said it's funny. They said to me the other day, I said, um, they go, what are we doing this summer? I go, God dang, I don't know. And they said, well, mom said, um, we're not going to do Monterey. That was, that was a family thing. Yeah. And, we're, and I, I go, fuck, that's cool. I said, yeah, that's cool. And then I'm thinking in my head, well, shit, that just means we'll go to Pebble Beach in a couple of years yeah, right? for the, for the <laughs> tournament. But, um, but that, to me, when you just said that about Hendrix, where you go, that that's the other thing that I always say to people, and we talked about it more with Towers and CS, but it applies, shit, in this situation, too. Goddamn, man, don't leave any opportunities on the table. Yeah, for sure. Don't leave any opportunities on the table, because nothing is a given moving forward. And yeah, now I got pictures on my phone of these guys, and I so go, sick. okay, well, shit, it was the last day that we were in Monterey. You taking them to any shows yet? Any, go see any concerts? They're about that age where it's, yeah, it's time. Yeah, not quite. Not it's quite. Time. They want to go to see fucking SmackDown and shit like that. Yeah. And they want, and NBA, they've been to... Hey. They're I'll, diehard sports guys. I'll tell you, and that's great. And I think, 
I think their first show is such a big deal. You know, somebody cool, somebody yeah. cool comes through town and you want to go. Let me know. I still have a lot of friends over there, and we'll see. Do what you know we can what do. I want to do? It's funny, and I I stole the idea because I heard Kaplan say it. Now don't don't let this fucking get back to him. No, we don't need him fucking shooting right. in his way. He's fine if we need to go drink <laughs> beers and laugh, but we can't do this. We got to find a way. Uh, Dave, we had talked about Stevie. We had talked about going uh, to Chicago Oof. for the Reds for my birthday with Tommy Brenneman. But goddamn, that Pearl Jam show at Wrigley. At Wrigley. Oh. I mean, we're going to have to go deep to get it. But I, I don't know if Dave's a Pearl Jam guy. Eddie Vedder's from San Diego, my high school. Bro, that fucking band live is ungodly. Ungodly. They're, Wasn't they're... Eddie Vedder on the Academy Awards last night? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. that Let's Play 2, that documentary. Oh, have you seen, fucking... seen that? Oh, yeah. fuck, it was great. Bro, I've seen, them was great. So, I've seen them so many times. They're one of my favorites. And, uh, I mean, that band Wrigley? live. Oh, Are we going Wrigley? this summer? Fuck. How the fuck do we get tickets for that thing? We just show up with cash. Show up like, with cash like, and buy them. That's the way it works yeah. for everything. Just yeah. show we showed up with up, cash. That's the way I used to get into Ray Leonard fights yeah. and everything else. No, it's true. It's I, I got I got a lot of... I mean, I went to college there, dude. That's my town. God, let's we fucking... Would, Dave, well, you haven't was, been to Chicago. I've never been. Oh, my God. Wrigleyville is hey, just... Even we, if we were outside of fucking Wrigley, just drinking beers We and may Murphs. never come back. Yeah. <laughs> that's what Jeff always says. If he took a job at Chicago, it would have been Tom dead. Brenneman, my buddy. Oh, Tom yeah. Brenneman has been uh, my buddy for years, and I said to him, I got offered a gig at Sporting News. And I said to him in 02, I said, I think I'm moving to Chicago. He goes, yeah? You ain't coming back. And I go, yeah. I go, I think I'll, if I move there, Tommy, I'm going to live in fucking Wrigleyville. In oh, yeah. You'll be dead in a year. 100%. I, my <laughs> first, I almost had a job. You know where I almost had a job? At, Where's that? At the Cubby Bear. Fuck! It's I, the they, best. I, it's they interviewed the best. me. I didn't get the gig. I got I got a job at this place called the Hunt Club. I oh, have shit. Frank Thomas. He's coming every yeah. night. Fucking Jim Riggleman. Okay, so what's all our these plan? guys. Uh, so right, here's play. the deal. I can't commit to jack shit no, ever now. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty much my fucking but is, life. Is Dave and I's better plan to go try to get in for Pearl Jam, yes. or is the better yes. move? <laughs> yes. But hang on. But we could we could catch Pearl Jam. Up and down the coast at some place. If you wanted to, but I mean, or Pearl Jam and Wrigley is would once be special. In a yeah. Or birthday weekend with my boy Tommy Brenneman and the Reds at Wrigley because I want to see a Cubs game. Yeah. Well, neither one of us have ever been in Wrigley. You, uh, I saw Sammy hit his 55th homer there. And you know, I saw Kerry Wood strike out 20. We could get Mud would get his same. Yeah. I struck out. I, I was at the Kerry Wood 20 strikeout game. Here comes a deuce. Remember, Chip Kerry was so fucking good on amazing. that. Amazing. Amazing. One of the yeah. best. One of the best days ever. My girlfriend dragged me out of bed. I was hungover out of my fucking mind. Yeah. We we promised Mike and uh, Mike and Jen we would go to the game. Fine. Fuck. Let's go. Tough, these fucking cane guys, cane guys. Yeah. And then it starts to sprinkle. Yes. She's like, okay, are you ready? I'm like, no, you fucking dragged me here. He's got yeah. like 15 Ks. We're fucking staying. Dude, we are staying. Right, it sweet. was amazing. Tell it. Well, that's our move. Go ahead. Hey, I, I want to go to a baseball game. Go. Honestly, all I want right. to see it. Uh, you brought it up. What was the first concert you went to with your parents? Oh. You know, my, <laughs> my parents are... My parents were never... You know, fuck them. Because they were never yeah. support... I was in a band. I was a singer yeah. in a band. Yeah. And they fucking hated it, man. Like, they used to throw all my rock and roll tapes away. And my dad what? my dad just did what my mom fucking said. Like, he was oh, working all the time. Shit. My mom was like, what is this? Motley Crue? Garbage. Ozzy Osbourne? Garbage. I just had to go buy them again or fucking God. steal them or dub them <laughs> from people. Yeah. And uh, so I was in a band and, and sang forever. And uh, they were just like, eh, this is this is a little phase. So I, my first show that I, that I went to with my boys was 
ACDC and Damn Yankees. Oh, that's cool. And it was <laughs> fucking awesome. Dude, that's Ted cool. Nugent shot a fucking that's something right. with a fucking oh, crossbow shit. in the middle of the Who show. Else was in that group with it him? was Jack Blades from Night Ranger. Yes. And it was Ted Nugent and uh boy, they were fucking great. Like and AC Sean in that group? No. ACDC came it was the Damn Thunderstruck Yankee. tour. That's yeah. awesome. So I, I had yeah, gone to nice. shows when I was like little with my uncle, yeah. but the one yeah. that I remember the most. You know, was was ACDC and oh, and Bad Company opened. Oh, now was Fucking it Paul ba- Rogers? No, Simon Kirk. Okay, yeah. So it was uh, Paul but Rogers. Still, it was fucking shit. great. Like, and right then that moment, I was like, oh yeah, this is live shows. And when I since when I started working the radio, yeah, oh, you go to enough concerts, you're like, yeah, I don't want to. It's like probably going to a game for you yeah. guys. Now you're like, Ugh, fuck the traffic, the parking, Charger game. It's rare. That I go to a show now. It's got to. Yeah. It's got to be something. What, what I was the venue? Love. Where did you say ACDC? Oh, it was in Connecticut, some fucking arena, and maybe where the Whalers played. Oh yeah, yeah shit, Hartford, yeah, probably yeah, Hartford. So. Yeah. All right, come clean. What was yours? Uh, I can tell you. It's funny. You mentioned him earlier. My parents took me as a kid. I was oh shit. I had to be nine. We saw. Not only did we see Rodney Dangerfield <sighs> at the Chanhassen Theater, amazing, but somewhere my family has a photo with Rodney. Blue, uh, like a Polaroid. Amazing. Like a blue bathroid. Oh, my, my God. Favorite. He was fucking awesome. And then, Dave, I think, same theater, right around that same age, nine or ten, um, before they really got big, my mom and dad loved the Oak Ridge Boys. Yeah, that's funny. Say that. They loved the Oak Ridge. Before all that. But Jesus. it was old school. But shit, man, when you, like, it's funny like you hear some of that old stuff and you go, Steve, you'll appreciate it as a country guy. Yeah. Like the blending of the voices yeah. and that guy that, that, yeah, that dude, holy shit. But that, and then as far as first concert that I saw, that was here in San Diego, the one that I remember. And I saw the who, the first final tour, the who yeah. lover boy and Woo! angry and angry Johnny Cougar. When John Cougar yeah. was a badass. He, yeah, American yeah. Fool. Fuck yeah. And was calling everybody, hey, fuck you, motherfucker. I'll come down there and <laughs> kick your ass. But what's funny is I he had it. that dude, uh, uh, Kenny Ernoff on drums. Yeah. The ball dude who's all fucking yoked all up. Jacked. God damn, they were good. Now, who was hell, awesome. Hell of a show. Dude, I was hoping you were my last chance to sit there and say you saw somebody you were embarrassed to see. My uh, my parents, I, w- I loved Kiss. Okay? Oh, God. I, oh, I still love Kiss. I've yeah, never dude. seen Kiss in person. We'd oh, go, they're oh. awesome. Oh, well, thanks. You never we, saw them? Never saw them. We'd, see, we'd drive by the Municipal Auditorium oh. in Nashville. Oh, Kiss shit. coming to town. Oh, it's the worst. But, I, I'm going to cry. Oh, yeah. Kiss Ar- I was Kiss Army. Dude. Oh, Me too. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Fuck. We're in Cincinnati, driving by their, whatever arena they're at. Kiss in town. I wanted to go so bad they wouldn't take me. First concert, Barbara Mandrell. Oh, God what dang it. Shit. At the Grand Ole Opry. What? Sleeping single in a no. double bed. Sleeping single in a double God bed. God damn, you're a puss. I'll tell you, I man. Was a I puss. And then they got the Mandrell sisters yes. got that show on NBC. Yeah. My parents like, that's who we saw. I go, I fucking know. I fucking know. Yeah. Do you know me. I have a copy? I should have. Uh, uh, Dave, I just saw it. It's weird when you start moving out how you find all kinds of shit. <laughs> I have a copy of Kiss Alive 2 signed by Gene Simmons, Ace Fraley, and Peter Chris. And Holy inside, sh- no Paul Stanley told you go fuck yourself. Or dude, what? we were at a we were at a record store called Great American Music. I had to be nine or ten years old. Unbelievable! And they're sliding you down the line, and yeah. they just have my album, and they all have different color sharpies, and they're signing it. He's the only guy I missed. But what I found inside was 
I had a yellow piece of index paper that had kiss tattoos on it. Unfucking believable. Yeah, we and we had and the that's cool. The photo you got album, all the records, or is that the only one? It, it's no, that's the only vinyl I think I yeah. have is that one. But I, Dave, somewhere along the line, I got to track down Paul Stanley and get the fourth guy. <sighs> yeah. I fuck, dude. Kiss is great. I loved Paul Stanley so much. I wanted to get the fucking rose tattoo that Paul had. Yeah. I said, I, I literally remember being like nine years old and being like. When I turn 18, I'm, I'm walking into a fucking... T- I'm going to say, give me the fucking Paul Stanley Rose <laughs> right on my fucking arm right here. I lo- I was Ace Freely every year for Halloween. I was Gene Simmons. Yeah. Every year. yeah. I fucking... I lo- and I still... These guys. I, there was, I had my shuffle on the other day and fucking God of shock Thunder... Shocked me? God of th- shocked me. God of Thunder came on and I was like, fuck yes. Like, I loved it, dude. dude loved the, it. <laughs> see now, okay. So go back. To, uh, let's bring this back. When we're talking about the music that they're playing, yeah. okay? Can you imagine today if just out of the blue you hear fucking shock me? Shock me or, or, or I stole I your know. love. Yeah, just oh. old school. You know what I'm saying? And, and I don't know. Maybe Detroit play, Rock City. Detroit right? Rock City is my favorite. I haven't heard a fucking Kiss song except for rock and roll all night in That's 25 years on the radio. No bullshit. Yeah. Give, give me fucking Hard Luck Woman. Give me Cold right Gin. There. Yeah. Give me all that shit. Dude, Hard Luck Woman is That's fucking. That's Peter Chris. Yeah, old school. Fucking great. All right. This is my <laughs> final thing for you. Um. Dave, I don't know musician-wise if we have, but I had Steve, I had a great situation at Radio Row to do an interview that nobody else wanted to do, and it was an absolute blast. And it was with Paul Rogers from Bad Company. Absolutely. And he was walking around Radio Row, and they said, "Uh, do you guys want to talk to Paul Rogers? I said, I fucking do in a minute. Dave and Mike were like, hey, you're out. The guy was in a band with Jimmy fucking Page. Yeah, I want to talk to him. He sits down. The firm. Yeah. Yeah. Small guy, cool as shit. And I had seen him in concert. We talked the whole thing. I asked him about his reputation of beating up his band, right? Because he was kind of a martial arts guy. Didn't deny it. (laughs) You know, talk to him about like, Seagull and and all the yeah. great shit and what a connection. So then at the end he he rapped. We got like ten minutes. He could not have been fucking nicer. Absolutely. I don't think anybody paid attention to him. And I said to him, I go, you know, Paul what was really cool. Is I said me and my sister. My sister's five years older, but we've seen you three times. And I said she kind of does her thing. I do my thing. But when you come to town, we see it. I love it. He said to the guy um, with him, he goes. Write down her address. Amazing. So I give her my sister's address, the whole thing. We don't say shit. And like a week later, a signed fucking DVD shows up at my sister's house, signed by Paul Rogers. It's insane. And uh, I just go, you know, Dave, we've talked about it. Uh, Steve, you meet athletes. Trevor Hoffman is one of these guys yep. that immediately jumps to mind where you go, they're just so above and beyond what you want them to be, it's Paul Rogers yeah. was that guy for me. For you, because you spent so much time talking musicians, do you have a guy that exceeded expectations when you had the chance? And and then uh, Pat Monahan. Yeah. We actually met Pat Monahan at, at iHeart and told him about my kids, and he signed uh, shit for them. He was another guy cool as fuck. You know, fuck. for me, I <clears throat> I did. I was really lucky, man, and, and it was pretty cool when we would go to Coachella and have all these bands come through. Um there's a guy from a band called Spoon, okay, and they're just an incredible band. His name is Britt Daniel. Everyone said, hey, Britt's a really tough interview, man. Britt's really tough. Just be careful. Britt's from Texas. I'm from Texas. Yeah. We sat and we shot the shit like it was fucking nobody's big deal. Britt was really cool. Uh, 
another one that everyone was like, oh, be careful. Dan Auerbach from the Black Keys. Oh, wow. Fucking A, man. The guy couldn't have been cooler, sat there. And... Now, I did some research, and I knew that, yeah, he's in the Black Keys, but he's also produced these fucking country artists that I love. So my first questions, I'm not asking him, hey, so uh, tell me about the new record. Yeah. I'm like, hey, so you produced Lydia Loveless. What was that? You know, and he's like, oh, shit, okay, yeah, yeah. fuck yeah. He wants to nice. talk about the things that he's passionate about. I don't think he's passionate about the Black Keys, you know? So yeah. these are his side project. These are the and, and so he was really great. I literally, man, have gotten to meet, I mean, when I think about musically, like I didn't get, I never got to meet Eddie Vedder, yeah. um, which sucked. But dude, I, I'll tell you, my number one, and it ripped my fucking heart out when he died, was Scott Weiland. Oh, fuck yeah. And so Scott, uh, Scott's, his, his initials are SW. My oh, initials yeah. are SW. Both of our stepdads adopted us, took us in. Both of them went to Notre Dame. Oh, wow. They both love Notre Dame football. Me and Scott both love Notre Dame football. Every moment of my life, the day the second STP record came out, I got out of jail. Oh, I wow. was arrested when I was 19 years old uh, for fucking reckless conduct. And the day I was driving back to college, I stopped at a Walmart and bought Purple. Okay. Yeah. When the next record came out, um, I had just did a long cross-country drive up to Indiana, starting my life over, going to college. When the next record came out, I was driving home. Yeah. Every record, like the day it came out, I was doing something seminal in my life. When I met Scott, I told him, I said, your music has been the soundtrack of some of the biggest moments wow. of my life. And he was, he was frail and yeah. beaten down and fucked up. He couldn't have been cooler to me and more friendly. <clears throat> and then when I interviewed him, I was a fanboy. I mean, yeah, we, had, we yeah. were talking Irish football. We were fucking talking music. And Does his dad have a bullshit Ford Escort? <laughs> no, I think his dad was a little bit more of a baller. <laughs> and, then, and then he had one more show, and they asked me to intro him at Saquon or something. There's oh, fucking fuck. Yeah. 200 people there. Broke was it Velvet Revolver? No, I saw them too. But yeah. this is when he – this is like three years ago when he was solo. Yeah. And um, – they asked me to to intro him, and I did. And I walked backstage. He totally remembered me. Wow. Met his wife, and then six months later, he was dead. And yeah. I fucking wept on the air. On the on the air, I couldn't. I was. I lost it. That band to me, his words, they just resonated. We were. The, it was like we were living the same life, just different people. Honestly, like we both had struggles with certain things. We both, yeah. you know, had great loves in our lives and. All these things happened, and and uh, you know when he died, man. When I when I heard he died on a tour bus, sitting outside of fucking Milwaukee or some Minneapolis, wherever, Minneapolis yeah, I, my heart broke. My Hannah woke me up at four o'clock. I was getting up to go do the show, uh, Cantori Woods, and she goes, "Hey, um, Scott Weiland died," Fuck. and I sat up in bed and I fucking just I started bawling, crying, yeah, bawling, crying, and I just hung out with him, you know, six months before. And Herm Gassaway, who ran our board. At uh, 1360, told us a great story. I loved Wyland. Yeah, God. Saw Best S front man I've ever seen. Saw STP when they were really humming Ooh. at uh, San Diego State. You ever see anybody move like that guy? Dude, He's a fucking trance fix, dude. Herm Gastroy told us that when STP, who spent some time here in oh, San yeah. Diego, yeah. when they were at that point, they came into 91X and Wyland made his way across the hall to 690. He's like, hey, what's going on? And he's like, um, we're doing sports talk. 
He fucking screened calls for like 45 minutes. Amazing. He just Amazing. loved it. He just yeah, hung he, out and they said he was cool as shit. He had, he was so fucked up from shit that happened. He was like raped by dudes when Fuck. he was like 12. And I mean, you're fucked, man. Yeah. Then you go to the needle and yeah. once the needle is in you, it's always in you and he stayed with it. And, uh, you know, it just, it was, I was just sad when he, when he went because he was such a beautiful poet. I mean, yeah. his, his words to me still Ooh, slay me. There's some songs. He wrote a song for his son. It's called Song for Sleeping. Okay. You won't be able to listen to it, Jeff. Yeah. You won't. No. You can't do it. And I, I barely could. You know, I mean, and, and it, it fucking ripped me apart to think that those kids don't have a dad anymore. And, you know, I've, I just, he's, he was my guy. He was my number one. I, I tell you, what I, what I love about Wyland, and, and I wasn't a huge Nirvana, Nirvana fan, but I, I loved STP. Yeah, STP was fucking my group. The, the funny shit about them is they were coming to a place. Was fourth and B in business when you got here? Yeah. Okay. He, I think, solo was coming to fourth and B yep. and I had tickets and it's one of those shows where you are even as an adult where you're counting down for days yeah. and weeks and everything the night before he got fucking busted in central park yep. and the the fourth and B concert got canceled yep but I think for Wyland and Cobain as well when you go back and watch just how good they are. My sons asked me last night, they go, what What does pitch perfect mean? Fuck, I found my example. Go watch him on that MTV Unplugged. Just ungodly. Oh, my God. Ungodly. Where you go, fuck, this yeah. is how you do it, That's how you man. do it. Yeah. Nobody does Just, it like that anymore. And, and the funny thing is, too, like he, he's sitting in a recliner. Yep. Like it's not, it's all about your diaphragm. Yeah. You talk radio, anything. They tell you all day it's all about your diaphragm. Guy is fucking sitting in a recliner Beautiful. and just is so good. And they did that at, at State where they did the acoustic shit. But Beautiful. it's like, yeah, I mean, just, uh, yeah. No, he was my guy. He's yeah. my guy. It, it, every year, every year on the day he, you know, on the day he passes, I'm just, I listen to all day. And Cornell too. Cornell for God me fucking damn. slayed me. I left here the other night and it was funny. Like a song, I, shit, uh, your guy Bryce. Played uh, Temple of the Dog. Oh, Hunger Strike. And you go, fuck, man. You just listen to that. And and it's just kind of the end. It's just the chorus of those two guys. But the contrast for me, shit, I don't know anything. I'm just a fan. But you listen to Vetter, who, who I'm doesn't. I'm hungry. Yeah, yeah. And Cornell goes, <laughs> right? It's fucking it, impossible. Oh, shit. It's so good. I love it. I love it. It's so good. Stevie, appreciate it. Thank you guys so Thanks, much, Stevie. man. You guys have been awesome all year. On Twitter, appreciate at it. The Stephen Woods. Correct. Absolutely. Always, always welcome to come. Love in. you guys. Anytime man. You, Thank you, you. Feel like you need to get away? You're always welcome to come on in. <laughs> I'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> we'll, we'll take it. We'll see you. We'll see you tomorrow. All right, again, I want to thank the people that helped put this podcast uh, on and keep it going over and over again. We'll start with the guys over at Barkley Landscaping. Those guys are doing a great job. Ryan and his dad, Scott, been in business 35 years. This is the time we tell you, look, you have no rain this week until about the weekend. This is the time we want to call Ryan. It's easy, 619-669-8000, 619-669-8000. Free estimates. You can do everything for your yard. But, look, if you're tired of the way your yard has looked over the last few years, spring is coming up right now, summer just around the corner for those barbecues. You want to make sure your yard, everything looks great. Call Ryan. What are you waiting for? They will take care of you. Make sure that yard is one of those that he sits in and retweets out and goes, look at the before and after. Yeah, so great free estimates. Also love Ryan because today he wrote directly to 
the machine on Twitter and asked him, why the fuck didn't you hire Steve Wood? <laughs> I, know, I, saw <laughs> that. I was like, oh, what happened to Dave and Jeff? I guess we only got time for one, but I loved it because he's supporting part of the family. Yeah, it is. It, it's amazing to me now because I wasn't expecting to be back in the looking for a residence business. But Dave, you know what I find? I find that I'm not only paying attention to what the yard looks like where I'm going, yeah. but I find myself paying attention to the 10 yards coming in and the 10 yards going out, the ones that surround. And don't be that house where people are like, God, the whole block looks fine except for this idiot. Love the free estimates. And especially, it's amazing to me with all the rain that we've had where people, again, are talking about how dry it's going to be. I can't say it enough. I, I think nobody pays attention to how the water district is fucking people over on the meters and you got to be able to take care of it. I, I love when he shows the drought-resistant plants. Look, 35 years you're in business that long because you're doing something right. Uh, give him a call. Have him come out and take care of you the way he's taking care of so many others. Again, Ryan's number, 619-669-8000. Brian Curry, of course. Brian Curry is a guy that's been really important to this show. Unless and, and you again, live in IB. <laughs> unless you live in IB. Well, you kind of ruined business for him in IB. Oh, good. Brian is comfortable anywhere throughout San Diego. He's been in business more than 20 years. Jeff will be calling him. We'll be helping Jeff out, walk him through the process as Jeff decides his next residence. Brian Curry, 619 619- Two five one one five eight eight, and he is the best of the best. Again, all over San Diego, he knows about your property, and he also knows about your next property. Well, and I think, too, when you are looking at what the UT wrote the other day, and they wrote about all of the new housing projects that are coming in, and sadly, how insanely overpriced they are. I think there are a lot of people that look at it and go, look, man, I'm not making Eric Hosmer money. I need to be able to, to live... I need to know about schools. Here's the thing, Dave, that I'm looking at. Not only do I want to go back to La Mesa and be close to my kids and not interrupt the routine. You know the one thing because I'm I'm staying over in Claremont right now? Yeah. It is so easy to get to work. My commute has been cut. <laughs> like, shit. I, I would live in Claremont if not for my dick kids <laughs> fucking everything up telling me to move back to La Mesa. It takes me 20 minutes each way to get up to Carlsbad and back. It's a joke. Coming home to fucking La Mesa is going to be an hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah, you're dead. No, I'm so fucking dead. Hey, at least you got the machine to keep you company. The machine. The machine. But the thing that I find is I look at different places and you go, shit, I need freeway access. Yeah, I can't yeah. go stay. Hey, here's a beautiful place at the top of Mount Soledad. You go, great. How long is it going to take me to get to the five? Four and a half hours. You, we bring you down through the fucking uh, shillelagh or whatever oh. that shit is like in Palm Springs. <laughs> Not the shillelagh. That's Mud's thing. What's the thing you're on? The ski lift, you yeah. know? So now all of a sudden I go, shit, I got to find a place that's not going to take me an extra 40 minutes to get to the freeway. Absolutely right. That's why Brian's so great. Because anything you put together, I'm driving down here tonight, fired up to see my boy Stevie. No Dave's going to be down here. And I'm coming down the five. And all of a sudden, anybody who makes that drive past downtown, you know what I'm talking about. There's all of a sudden now one condo. Stevie, if you go to the five tonight going home, you'll see it. I think it's kind of in the Petco Park area, kind of that area right off of Imperial. And there's all the high-rise condos. And then there's one you look at and you go, that fucking building is 170 <laughs> yeah. stories. It's like we're in Dubai. It's huge. And I go, okay, I don't need to be on the top floor 
Just put me in the top third. Yeah. Right? I'm going to be up there. Steve's going to run my Tinder. Yes. And it is oh. going to be a goddamn it's revolving gonna, it's door. It's going to be a shit show up me there. Me and fucking like. Leisure Fryer are going to be pulling chicks up there. He's single, isn't he? I think so. Imagine you and Leisure Fryer painting the fucking town It's going to be on fire. Jesus And then all of a Christ. sudden, I'm like, shit, I'm not living up there. I'm going back to La Mesa. Can't you, do, can't you, can't you settle for like... Isn't Mission Valley close enough? It's 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Mission Valley, shit, no. I don't want to live in that shit. It rains, it floods. Yeah, what do we got over there? I mean, nothing. Now, but it's like you're closer. You're closer to where you're you're central. True. How about North Park? North Park's nice. You're a very hipster. (laughs) You're very hipster. They fucking love you over there. But you know the problem is, my problem is, I liked... 25 years ago, North Park. Of course. I when that's because I like 25 25 year olds. Year olds. We all do. We all yeah. do. No, I like North Park 25 years ago when it was parked the car and you're like, I'm yeah, good. I, I may have to fucking. I may have to fight my way. Yeah. <laughs> or somebody may just drop me. It's too. It's all hipster now. Yeah. Darren no, Smith lives over there. Oh, you know? shit. Right? With his clear sunglasses. <laughs> fucking weirdo. His Vivos or whatever. Vivos. <laughs> I go, um, we're sitting there having drinks. I go, oh, my God. I literally I go, yeah. fucking sunglasses. Look, these, these are fucking what terrible. Lady Gaga doing here? And then the, Darren's like, they're mine. I'm like, oh, these shit. aren't yours. And I literally was going to throw them in the fucking bar. And he's like, no, 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 those are mine. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Here you go, Joey Fatone. Yeah, I can't live there. No. But my man Curry will hook me up. Brian, He'll hook you up, too. Brian's number again, 619-251-1588. Our commercials go longer the than the podcast. I'm telling you. And then, of course, Blake over at Happy Plumbing, happyplumbing.com. How you feel about your drains, Woodsy? Fantastic. Uh, do you feel like they're clean? Yeah. All right. Enough, who li- I guess. Who lived there before you guys? My wife's mom and dad. You might want to get those clean. I may. It's actually, only 99 that's bucks. A good 99 idea. bucks. Got a special. Any drain, you name it. The guys over at Happy Plumbing will take care of you. Again, it's easy. Happyplumbing.com or 619-433-4943. That's the number. 619-433-4943. 24-hour service, seven days a week. Upfront flat rate pricing, never an overtime charge, no travel charges, courteous uniform professionals, licensed and insured, and of course you have the free estimates. Dave's dog's here, Suge. I'm fighting Suge right now. Sorry. I was not implying that Dave's breath stinks or Blake's breath stinks. She's just sitting here looking Hi, for baby. treats or anything else. Look, I, I've already said it, and every time I say it, I'm convinced. When my man Curry hooks me up in the in my new place, I will not move a fucking box into that place until I have Blake come over. I'm like, Blake, easiest hundred bucks I've ever yeah, spent. Clean, clean the shit yeah. out. <laughs> I don't know who fucking lived here before us. It'll probably be. That's such a good call. Like Rich Ornberg or some big fucking hoss <laughs> just lived here. Rich Herrera, maybe. Rich Herrera was here. <laughs> big sales. That old group sat here. Yeah, <laughs> just clean the drains, Blake. Let me know when it... Don't show me what you pull nope, out of it. just let me know when it's done. Yeah, and I'll fucking buy you lunch. Uh, Goddamn. It's the it's the best Easy. idea ever. We love it. I'm going to have him go in, make sure the fucking disposal works, make sure there's hot water, make sure that there's water pressure, right? All just that shit. make sure that first shower, that water's draining oh, down. Oh, God, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Buff it all out, man. Just I'm going to tell him, Blake, just buff it all out. And for anybody like us that is getting ready to move in, why you wouldn't do that immediately and have them just go through and, and check it all out, make sure it's good? Yeah, hell yeah. Because that way when I move in, I go, okay, 
I feel like it's a clean slate. I feel like it's a, a completely clean slate. When I screw it up, I'll screw it up on my own. <laughs> uh, yeah, what's, uh, uh, check them out, happyplumbing.com. Happyplumbing.com, easiest way to get a hold of them. And free estimates as well. Absolutely. All right, everybody, thanks for tonight. We'll talk to you next week. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the law. Lawman is putting into my running and I'm so far from my home. Oh, mama, I can hear you crying. You're so scared and all alone. Hangman is coming down from the gallows and I don't have